Hello and welcome to episode 335 of the Awesome Comics Podcast, a place where the small press makes one hell of a big noise. I'm Vince Hunt, creator of the Instagram comic Black, and joining me as always is the creator of the webcomic Vanguard, Dan Butcher. Hello. And the writer and brainchild trust whatever voodoo that that you do, <laughs> Tony, but it is the man behind Atomic Hercules and George Mayhem, Mr. Tony Esmond. Yeah, baby. Tony's in a, a rather joyful mood. I am. I'm quite yeah, cheerful yeah. today. I've had a good weekend. Yes, it's been a lovely yeah. weekend. And I'm Mark... a bit rockabilly as well. Did you say I got a bit of a bowling shirt on? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. 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 Is, that, is that rockabilly, a bowling shirt? Is where I wear it. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, think, I think you could make the <laughs> argument for that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think so. Are you, are, you, are you a greaser, Tony? Um, don't fight with the baldies. Is that the Wanderers? That is the Wanderers. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, yeah. When were we last? We, I felt like we were discussing this only recently. We were I talking we were, about we? this. Um, was it during Thought Bubble Weekend or was it um, just before last week's show? I can't remember. Mm. Who, who knows? Time flies. But thank you for One. joining us this week, folks, yeah. for another. It's just the three amigos. Um, we're just going to talk about some comic stuff. We're going to talk about some conventions, you know, crowdfunding, some a few books. We got we picked out a few things. It's a recommender palooza. Yeah, yeah, we had to palooza. Yeah. Try to get get through some of the, the readings. Yeah, list it's not, it's it's not like a mega palooza like we've done in the past. No, no, no. It's not that time I did six in a minute. Do you remember that one? That's pretty. Oh, fuck, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. Well, recommend it, of course. Even <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm um, not that good. Fuck me, yeah. <laughs> you know who is that good though? The Comic House. It's Comic, Comic House, our lovely sponsor. Yeah. Yes, they keep the lights on on this show. I said, I, I, I've only got one light on at the moment. I like a bit of moody light. Oh, I forgot to thank sort of... you for the books, you two. Thank you. Oh, we'll get on to that. In, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, you don't oh yes. It, it, Thanks, guys. It, you know, it's not. I don't want to interrupt your. Uh, you've gone, you've your gone advert, in the sun. Like yeah, you've gone in the sun yeah, again, no. so it doesn't it doesn't matter. But yes, thank you to. <laughs> get, but what do we get him? Ooh, Ooh, stay tuned to find out. Yeah. Um, but before then, we'd like to thank Comic House, who sponsor this show. They're an indie comic marketplace that loves comics as much as we do and they're very very passionate about it and we can tell you that for certain because we had a pint with pete from comic house we're very during, close to during them football weekend mm, cool. we did. if you uh if you don't know about comic house if you go to comichouse.com you can see there's a huge selection of titles on the comic house database if you self-publish yourself you can list your book on there start start selling straight away you can also upload uh, up loud up oh, up loud. It's because we were on a Sunday. Up loud. It's the German. It's the German. Loud and proud. <laughs> but yes, you can upload your digital books to the Comic House app. It's brilliant. It's basically like Netflix for comics subscription service. Three pounds a month, you get access to an enormous library of digital indie comics. It's being added to all the time. Seriously, these guys just want as many people as they can to experience and discover digital comics, which is, which is brilliant, and and digital indie comics as well. Don't worry about that big two stuff. All the all the good stuff's happening in the indies. Um, it's been added to all the time. What's on there at the moment, Dan? There's a whole slew of new titles, actually. One from uh, the enigmatic Frank the Writer. Uh, oh. And he's he's uploaded several titles. <clears throat> the Polar Paradox, issue one and two. Got the Macabre Motel, issue one. The Last Homicide, one. Pipe Creepers, one. Which sounds a bit weird. Uh, empty. <laughs> uh, and we've also got SCI, Superhuman Crime Investigators, volume two. And Sins of Prey, issue one. And the fantastic, the cosplayer that doomed the earth, issue three, by hey. Dan Harris, who's going to be being mentioned in the uh, shout-outs later for the Kickstarters, because he's yes. got an epic Kickstarter running. Storming right it. Yeah. Yes. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, so it's, unfortunately, so... Uh, Frank the writer has not uploaded any artwork for any of these titles and no synopsises, so I can't tell you what, what they're about. <laughs> but hang on, how do you know that there's comics there? Well, if you go to the uh, the Comic House website, you can see the new comics added to the site. And he's got the I've got the title, I've got what it is, who's by, but no synopsis and no cover art. Which, come on, Frank, you got come on, Frank the writer. Things, yeah. yeah, yeah, we want to tell people about your books. If he's Frank the writer, does that mean his initials are FTW? Oh, yeah, for the for win, the, for the win, yeah, or fuck oh. the world. I mean, uh, well, we, well, I mean like, we, we like to be a bit more positive, Tony. Yeah. Come on, come on. Frank well, T. Uh, Wells, isn't there's a movie called Frank T. Wells, and that's called <laughs> FTW, isn't it? And that means fuck the world. Uh, I'm sure everyone's in on Pipe Creepers 1, because that sounds yeah. great. But, yeah. well, you know what I mean? Come on, Frank. Yeah, let's find out what it's about, Frank the, Frank the world. It's, sort it out, Frank, so that all the people that check out this, <laughs> that check out yeah. Comic House, from this very ad... He's had a few and, mentions there for free, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, we'll yeah. be able to check out your, your books. And they all want to, because our listeners are amazing and lovely, and they, they, they seek out new work all the time. So go forth, yeah. So plus, if you want, to, if you don't have Comic House yourself, there's a 14 day free trial. You dive headfirst into this world of comics that we talk about every week, and to begin the journey, you just got to go to comichouse.com. Mm. I don't want to be saying FFSFTW next week. So yeah. Well, I don't. Frank. I don't think you'd be able to, Dan. You think you, you sounded like you had to think about that um, while you were saying it just then. Well, I had to abbreviate. I had to abbreviate for fuck's sake, Frank the writer. <laughs> FFS <laughs> FDS <laughs> Oh dear um, That's coming from the, the goat Any more in acronyms you want to work oh, in chaps? Oh, oh, yeah. no. The Coalition we, for Liberation of Itinerant yeah. Tree Dwellers <laughs> my, my brain's gone AWOL um, Right Anyway this week Yeah as we were saying um, Tony's been a busy little boy, haven't you? Yeah, it's been a good weekend actually. Yeah, yeah. And, and um, and your um, your festivities are just around the corner as well, aren't they? Yeah. So the boys kindly sent me some presents that arrived today, or arrived yesterday, or Friday and today. So I got Enigma, the hard hard cover by um, Pete Milligan and Duncan Vergredo, um, with colours by Van Valkenburg, and it is fucking lovely. It's like um. It was a Vertigo book that people had never read it before, um, and it's um, it's now the definitive edition with um, Dark Horse, so that it was being creator owned by Vertigo, and it's got fucking loads of reference and art and stuff in the back. I think it's been recolored. There's a couple of essays in there, origins of it, and old photographs. There's a lovely old photograph of Duncan here, I can see, which is quite hilarious. Um, and it's a hell of a book. I've always thought this is a hell of a book. I had the issues, and then I got the um, trade signed by. Milligan, but this is this is now the one that's going to be on the shelf. It's lovely, mate. Absolutely brilliant. Um, gorgeous white cover with a sort of purple. If you briefly looked at it, you'd think it was uh, art by Trakanoff. There's a bit of that about it somehow. Oh, yeah. It's not. I can see that. It's um, yeah. for greater, but it's, it's absolutely lovely. Um, and from um, Mr. Vincenzo, um, what, who did it, what name did you use when you sent it to me? Vince uh, the Bulls Hunt or something like that, wasn't it? Or <laughs> coming crazy. Yeah. I can't yeah. remember now. So I admire you for. Um, but it's um, Roy Thomas, Barbarian Life, a literary biography of Conan the Barbarian. And this yeah. is about the, the early comics of Conan the Barbarian. It's, um, it's a sort of textbook with a lot of illustration and they include a lot of the covers. Um, and it's all about um, uh, Roy Thomas's work 
on Conan, which is obviously definitive. And, you know, he started it when he hit Marvel at the start of the Bronze Age. In fact, whole, um, Conan 1, Conan the Barbarian 1, is the start of the Bronze Age by many people's reckoning. And it's doesn't, doesn't, fucking... he go, doesn't he go through it like story by story or something like yeah, that? Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. His yeah, you go, you, you go through. So issue, issue 21, The Monsters and Monoliths, is um, very contributed. Lovely deal on Splash Page to establish the of your, Yeah, it's proper in detail. It's yeah. absolutely lovely. It's almost like a director's commentary for what a classic yeah. comic run, isn't it? Sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. And by Roy, who's great. You know, you know, House Roy. But he's he's great. And I, I love this Conan stuff. And he, he wrote it for a long, long time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Really and good. There's, a, there's a few volumes of that as well. I think. Is there, are they I, already I, out, are they? I think they're three volumes. Yeah. I think the third one. Ah, okay. Is, ah, nice one. So once you finish that one, you can continue. Yeah. It's by Pulp Hero Press. And you, you don't need to import it because it's, um, I think it's Amazon print on demand. So you get it sent to you. You know, down to pay. Oh, fantastic! Huge oh. Um, import export costs and then all that sort of thing. But yeah, absolutely lovely. Both of them, yeah, both of them going in my bag for this week to read lovely. when I'm not working. Lovely, yeah, good. What what else went in your bag? Your what? The other thing that went in your magic bag? Um, <laughs> he's not from Tots TV or Mary Poppins. Uh, Tony has. Oh, my knob is glowing. That's bed knobs and broomsticks. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to say that was from neither <laughs> of the references I just made. <laughs> um. But yeah, you actually um, you went to something that was very near and dear to your heart, didn't you? Like, a, yeah. What was so it called again? it's called Dark Fest, um, which is <laughs> nice. a, it's not a comic convention. Uh, we should make it clear, and the reason yeah, yeah. we're only mentioning it is is to compare it to comic conventions. But I went to I'm a bit of a fan of like really shady horror movies, you know. Um, and I went with uh, our buddy Jason, Jason Wilson, and had. Um, an absolute fucking ball. So it's in um, the Genesis Cinema, which is kind of a cool cinema in Mile End Road. It's where they had the Twin Peaks Festival a few years ago and that sort of thing. So it's quite a cool little um, local East End cinema. Um, but at it um, were a variety of people. But I mainly went, for a number of reasons, but I mainly went to meet meet Ruggiero Diodato, who's the director of Cannibal Holocaust, amongst other other films, um, which is, is famous and let's face it probably infamous for a number of reasons um and also carolyn monroe and a lady called zora kenova who's um for anyone who's in the uh, new york ripper she's the prostitute in that she's the woman who gets the the hooks through her breasts in um uh, cannibal ferox she's quite well known sort of genre um thing but the, the 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 reason i'm talking about it it was you know we hear all these bad stories don't we about people, what is called now generically bar con you know yes, where people go yeah. to go to bars after conventions this was set in a bar with tables and you know autographs and photographs for people and DVD collections and magazines and you know f- film brochures and all this sort of thing um, in a bar um, and in the cinema and obviously throughout the day they showed movies and I watched a couple of movies um, I watched the New York Ripper actually um, the uncut version of that which is great to see on the big screen but there wasn't a hint of any problems like none because everyone was an adult. Um, and I can tell you, we got we had our first drink at half eleven, so there's a lot of beer being drunk, you know. And certain by at least two o'clock, certain beers were running out. Bloody hell! Yeah, yeah. Going, so going at it then, yeah, yeah. And there was also now comics should pay attention to this because it's a bit, it's a like a boozy convention like we used to have, you know, um, and like still exists. But no one was, everyone acted like an adult. No one got in any trouble. No one caused any trouble. And there were some people there who were like drunk as lords. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, absolutely drunk as lords. Um, and no one was, it was the fucking, and do you know what? No egos as well. So, 
you'd be standing at the bar chatting to someone you just got an autograph off, chatting to someone who's a you know who's who's a, a movie writer or a mo- he's got a movie up to show or is you know a journalist for um, you know Dark Side magazine or you know all sorts of things. And there was every I just went me and Jason went to lunch with someone I didn't even know dude he was just he's this right guy that Jason knew and he was the super nicest bloke. Big shout out to uh, Jasper Wilson by the way. Uh, Jasper Sharp, pardon me. Um, but the um, like Graham Humphreys, do you know Graham Humphreys? He does a lot of movie posters and stuff. Yeah, brings um, a bell. He's been on a omen to that actually. Um, oh yes, 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 yeah, yeah. He's like a big deal. But he was like going around getting autographs of people who are in sort of B movie Hammer movies and stuff, you know, and um, drinking at the bar with us. And it was the nicest thing. I think if comics got a bit more like that, I think we'd all be a lot happier. Yeah, because. Yeah. You can't put every comic creator like oh they're they're very standoffish, but I do get an impression from a few of them. Uh, yeah, yeah. One of the massive exceptions we want to name, didn't we? Martin Simmons. Yeah, who's an yeah. absolute yeah, 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 that's that's what he's yeah. Yeah, he, he's a super. He's too important to talk to us, but he still does. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which is nice. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. No, I mean. Carolyn Monroe is at the bar and, you know, Rigero Diodato is at the bar. And I know they're not perhaps the hugest names anymore, but, you know, they've got a big fan base and they you know, and, yeah, uh, and they're just there talking to people and yeah, yeah. getting on. And yeah, like, cause they recognize like you got to take care of your fan base and yeah, yeah. there's not the kind of the hostile tox- toxicity. Yeah. It's kind of, I know that's complained about, but I feel like that it's perpetuated as well, but uh, yes, a yeah. different way. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's an odd one. I mean, yeah, it's been it's been certainly um, interesting times for comics and and certainly the community and everything in general over the past mm. twelve, eighteen, twenty four months. You know the way it's been going over the past couple of years and stuff. And certainly, um, you know, we've um, we felt it, or we we sometimes it's just tiring, isn't it? Because yeah, you, yeah, you just you just want to be like positive about comics and stuff and every week something something's happened um so i you know but there's a lot to be said about those the the small events that are just just there just to have fun um yeah isn't that the reason mate do you know yeah. what i mean do, do you think yeah. we'll see an up uptake in uh smaller little events like this i mean with comics as well you know how how well can it, I, I hate to be the guy that's asking the devil's advocate questions but how well do does a smaller event like this work for comics, for for indie comics, because um, I know uh, Tony, you and I, we um, we at Cardiff, we had the the yeah. comic comic and zine sort of like thing in Cardiff, and that was that was good fun. I know yeah. you weren't weren't very well that day. I stuck it out for a bit, man. Yeah, I was there but, that, but that was very much yeah. that, that was there was a nice atmosphere there. Yeah, there was. Because, because I think that's of, the way we got to go. I think yeah. with without the sort of backing of you know huge comic conventions you used to have the backing marvel would have a table and dc would turn up and the editors from vertigo mm. wander around and i don't think we're getting that anymore so no. you know we've got it's, it's got to be community based um mm. uh, to, to get you know the fans in, yeah if we were uh, if we're doing like the small press thing i don't think we should be paying big prices yeah do you know what i mean like yeah. if yeah. you're paying all this money to for big stars to be there but they're not really that is a pain, it's, isn't it? So the ticket yeah. prices and the table prices, which we're paying through the wrist for, you know, the um, are paying for these guests to turn up who just sit behind the table in the, a lot of the most part with us look like they've got a smack face, you know. But they're, they're um, sitting there earning. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to take away them like turning up to earn money, and that's what the reason they're there for. But yeah. it's kind of like play the game. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, they they ask these people to be guests for a reason because they're a draw. 
Yeah. Yeah. It'd be the only reason. And to be a draw, if you're the, you know, if you've got that name, you know, Dave Gibbons who goes around and chats to people and stuff, then I'm going to go because Dave Gibbons is there. Yeah. But if I'm, you know, if, if your name's, let's say, let's pick a name out of the blue. If your name's Hamish and you just sit behind a table with a face like a fucking slapped ass and don't speak to anyone, then I'm not going to go for you, am I? No. You know? yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, I, it's weird because it's so easy to turn someone off of your, your work. But we've got to have like, uh, and maybe there's a different things about it, but like for me, if I have a bad opinion of an author or a creator, that for me colours their work. Yeah. I'll be like, oh, okay. And not sort of like someone saying, "Oh, so and so's this online." I'm talking about if I have a direct interaction with a, yeah. a, a creator or an artist, and they, they say something or do something I find off color, it really puts a, a ding in my appreciation of what they put out. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah. Really? yeah but if someone's twat. nice to me, alternatively, I will buy. I will stick. Dub- yeah, doubles it. Yeah, yeah it just it's, yeah. It grows exponentially. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot, lot to be said. I mean. Conventions are certainly, um, obviously, as as we speak, with this the global bastard being what it is. We don't know, mm. you know, what things are going to be like over the next six, but twelve months or whatever. Um, so hopefully, hopefully, some events. I mean, some events that we love are, are on pause at the moment. Yeah. Um, certainly for twenty twenty two. How many will there be at the end of the year? And yeah. we're not. We're certainly. Right now, I don't. The, the conversation is not about something like MCM because that that's a big uh, pop culture thing, and yeah. for the most part, it's just get the numbers in, and it's less personal. Whereas a lot of the conventions. Oh no, are, yeah, you're right. The big draw yeah. to MCM is the fact that fucking some dude who's in a Marvel yeah. TV series is going to be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but of course, we're all about like getting people in to see the, see the books and seeing the art, the the artwork, and all, all this hard work that everyone puts in. Do you think? Um, there's something to be said for scaling back. Yes. Um, because um, obviously we're at Thought Bubble. We had a great time at Thought Bubble. We did. We did all right as well, didn't we? we yeah, we, we had a, a nice weekend. But Thought Bubble, it's almost like you're spoiled for choice as well. Like three. Massive- you're never going to pay your costs. Yeah. We're, no. we're somebody like us certainly ain't. <laughs> yeah. You know. The hotel all, all, all those drugs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like you said, there's like so much on display. Like you're kind of like bloody hell. There's so much small press comics here that yeah, it's gonna it's hard to stand out because yeah. there's just so much. It's it's such an interesting thing because obviously, you know, if you had asked me ten years ago, you know, three enormous rooms full of like you know completely independent creators, that's that's the dream. Uh, that that just sounds like gold. Do you know what I mean? It just sounds like yeah, this is amazing. Is it is it the dream for you, dude? Is that what you want out of convention? That's interesting you say that. I'm not picking up fire I, anything. I'm just oh, thinking, no. is that what you want? You know? Yeah, I, I don't. I yeah, don't yeah. go for. I don't go for names. I I, yeah. I I don't do it. I go to, and it's always been the way with me. I go to try and discover things, and mm. um, through the show, it, it's become also, you know, getting to know creators and catching up with them and. Hmm. You know, uh, I must have seemed like a right miserable bastard to some some of the people I know that there were a thought bubble as well because I just had to keep my head down. Otherwise, if I was away from the table, I probably ne- would never would have said t- seen Tony or Dan because you j- just would have got caught up, wouldn't you, in a conversation left, right, yeah. center. You have to be. Yeah. You know. Well, let's let's share that question then. What what do you go to a convention for, Dan? What's your sort of intent? Mine's uh, like Vince to see like small press creators, but also to kind of like see the bigger guys. And also, like, uh, just the, the, the comic, I want comics, yeah, like back-issue yeah. comics and stuff like that. I don't yeah. just want... Yeah. That's also, uh, yeah, on top of mine, the ch- <laughs> a 
because I'm I'm in agreement with this. When I say like independent creators and stuff, it's always comics. I want to discover comics or graphic yeah. novels or whatever. You know, I want to discover something amazing that I didn't know before that show. That's why. Yeah, I, I think, think definitely. Think, am I the only person here who's gone to Thought Bubble as a punter? I've only been yes, once, yeah, and that was yeah, tabling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I always wanted to, but never got around to doing it. Yeah, I went four times, as five times as a punter. Wow. I think, okay. Before I, I tabled for No Brown, then tabled with us. Now I went there to get books signed by the big names. I think back in the early days of Thought Bubble, there were more. Yeah. You know, more mainstream mm. creators, and also to buy back issues. Mm. Mm. Um, oh, I, I, will, I will say that I do love. Um, I love a bargain, me. Um, but, yeah. you know, uh, as well as, like, discovering the independent stuff, I, I like to see a stand with lots of, like, trades or something like that. that I can just, or old, old, old like comics British stuff. comics yeah, and just, old just star blazers. And, yeah, yeah, there's nothing more. I mean, a comic mart is a massive indication of it. There's nothing more fun than just, like, don't talk to me for the next 15 minutes because I'm going through this long box. Thank you very much. Yeah. And then, yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> then just doing that, you know. I, 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 love all, I love all that as well. But in answer to your... your you want Tony? Obviously, I've never been to a convention, nor have I ever really been interested in getting anything signed. Net what too- about? No, it's more buying original art and sketches, I suppose. In I've, I've mm, never. You know. It's only recently that I've ever been able to even contemplate getting a bit of original art. You know, that has never been on my table because it was like I can't. I can't afford it. I love looking at it. I love looking through the. I mean, one yeah. of the one of the highlights thought bubble was going through the portfolio of Gustavo Vargas. Yeah, do, it's fantastic. Do just supernatural, um, but that's, <laughs> that's by the by the by. I've always, you know, I just, I don't know. With, with me, I've never wanted to get anything. Well, that's signed. interesting because I know I met you through you tabling, so I don't really know what your yeah. previous experience, or well, either, yeah. I suppose, is. Yeah, of, yeah. I know Dan a bit because we we were at the same UCAC. But mm-hmm. what what conventions did you guys go to as punters before you I, started? Tabling? I never really had, I never really had any conventions near me. Right, I, I was um, small town boy, middle of nowhere. Mm. Well, you yeah. had Bristol though, man, didn't you? Bristol, yeah. yeah but that 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 wasn't easy easy for me to get to. I went to it. Right, one, okay. I went to it once when I was younger, and that was because right. um, my brother gave me a lift there. It was it was a whole big day trip, and it, right. was, it was the first time I'd ever spent more than a few pounds on a comic, and I spent I spent ten pound. Ten pound <laughs> on issue one of body bags to complete my four issue limited run. <laughs> oh, nice. yeah. you, how much is that now? <laughs> <laughs> but I was I was over the moon. Do you know what I mean? And that was yeah, one yeah, of those. Yeah. That was. But then again, I went in there that same weekend. I um, who I was there then? Can you I remember? I discovered what year there were uh, Dave Hitch- Hitchcock. He yeah. had like uh, the Spring Hill Jack stuff, and you know that was um, he had some uh, comics that were sort of. Done on old sort of newsprint, like it's not that long. That's what 10, 11 years ago. Yeah, it was longer than that, I think. Yeah, it was longer than that, I, I think. Um, but yeah, and in, in, in those sort of it was strange. I was just because there was no comics really anywhere for me, this was like a small little oh wow, there's comics everywhere, you know, there's, yeah. pe- there's people making comics. Oh, they got like these back issue boxes. I've never, you know, apart from like. There was one little comic shop in the middle of nowhere. Like, I cannot stress this enough. Comics were not really available to me for for a lot of my life. Yeah, fair play. What about you, D? Apart from the newsagent. Yeah, that's it. That's at least we had them then. What about you, D? What was I went to? I've been to Bristol twice. God, that was years and years ago. I've done two UCACs. There was another comic con I went to. 
You go to Birmingham. No, Birmingham. I, it wasn't. It was south of the south of the wall. I, I mean, I've been to years ago. Went to MCM as a kind of tabler, but I didn't really do much of the tabling involved. Yeah, mm. I was kind of just there for the on the table for a bit. But, uh, it well, was what did you go beast. and look for? What did you look for when you were a punter? Do you see? I mean, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I, honestly, when I was a lot younger, I was in a bit of a sort of different. That was like my early 20s, so I was in a completely different frame of mind. I mean, even, even before then, mm. yeah. When uh, we went to UCAC, that was when, like, I think it must have been about time just before Image had kind of kicked off, or it already happened. I can't recall. It might have been because Stan, like all yeah, the, I can't remember. It was when Stan was in. We were both in the audience, yeah, weren't we? Yeah, yeah. The twenty ninety nine stuff was was that after Image? I'm blanking, man. I'm not sure. I can't remember. Was it like ninety two or something like that. It was around the same time, wasn't it? Yeah, it was definitely yeah. near that time because, like, we was me and my sort of friends. We were like fucking all over Reign of Superman, Image, Not, just yeah. everything. Ninety two was ninety two. Yeah, apparently. Okay, and <laughs> so we, we were just fucking, says, and you can trust that. Mm. <laughs> we were eating up everything at the con like we just wanted everything like mm. art comics just just couldn't get enough of everything that was that time when if you got a superhero film and it was shit you just like great we've got a superhero film yeah we've got the punisher yeah. or how the yeah. dark yeah. design yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah. Uh, also like in those times i mean how did you find out about these conventions because i literally i had no way of knowing that these things were happening no way no, it was literally my mate's dad like yeah you go around my mate's house. I go around my mate Adam was around his house, and his dad said, "There's a big comic thing out of London, like yeah. week yeah. weekend's time. See if see if your parents will let you go." And they were like, "Oh yeah." And then we went up to oh, cause it was UK in on the train. It was in week. It was in comics you could buy in the sh- in the news agencies. How I find out when I first started. So I mean, when I first started, my dad took me to um, UCAC and dropped me off in his car, and yeah. then he parked up and went I don't know to the pub for fucking eight hours or something, you know. And yeah. um, and I went in and wandered around, not knowing anyone, you know, as a I'd say 12 or something like that, probably. Okay. Um, mm. Yeah, and that was like a real eye to me because I'd never really been anywhere yeah. other than a couple of Westminster comic marts where you could buy loads of comics and stuff. And There's a lot. You know. There's there's so much to be said um, for something that no, certainly none of our listeners will, will experience, uh, very rarely, are, and we won't anymore, the real joy of the unknown. Um, walking into that, um, even though I can't, I can't tell you who tabled there or what was there. A lot of it was like you know this Bristol that I'm talking about. It was um, very little. I mean, we we're, we're going to probably talk about this on a future show, yeah. but there was very little yeah. sport press back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and totally. And um, and a lot of these indie artists were working with 2000 AD and things like that. And but just walking in and just having a vast amount of like amount of comics there. Um, and when I say a vast amount of comics, it's nothing compared to like some of the all these long boxes you'll see in an MCM or you know, a Comic Mart or things like that. But to go from you've put there's probably an X Force and, and an Amazing Spider Man news agent, and then all of a sudden you've got loads of comics. It was it hmm. was an explode that, that it was like oh wow, why can't this happen every week? Why all the time, yeah, yeah. Uh, but then like. I, I was go, fuck, I at that point probably ten years after that. That was the only okay. one I went to. It wasn't available. I mean, I, as a, if I was at you know my first mark when I was twelve, you know my first convention when I was twelve. If I if I went to Thought Bubble, there's very little I would want to buy there. I'd agree. Yeah, I don't think I would have got much. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I would I would want to see touchstones. That I know, but it's it's such a different yeah landscape now, isn't it? 
Yeah, yeah. If I was a twelve-year-old now, I'd be into all sorts of manga, wouldn't I? I suppose. Well, yeah, I true, guess. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, that's also because over these years, there's been the rise of like as we've talked about, like these independent comics that look and some part there, a lot of them are better than what the main two are putting out. I've, but all we, as an all, aside, all we knew were like Marvel and DC, wasn't it? Really? Yeah. I bought a small press, a couple of small press comics when I went to that UCAC and I can remember they were black and white. It was a guy printed them out on A3 and he'd stapled them in the middle. Yeah. So they yeah. were A4 fold over and I started looking at them on the train and my dad's, my mate's dad noticed they were a bit racy and he said, right. Dan, check your mum and dad they were all right having them and uh, I didn't. So. <laughs> <laughs> Made him the man he is today. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think there was literal shagging in it. Mm. Yeah, so, yeah. So yeah. I love point. a bit of literal. Yeah, literal shagging. But so. even, I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> but even then, I've never, um, like, with with the big names of comics and stuff. I guess like, it was like, oh, I I could queue up for a signature or like things like that, or I could look over this long box for a bit longer. And I ch- I always chose, I always chose the comics. Oh mate, I was there for eight yeah. hours. I did fucking yeah. both, yeah. man. I looked at every single comic. And to be fair, though, like yeah. fucking uh, Bob Layton could have walked past me at that show, and I wouldn't know who the yeah, that's he, the he was. Yeah, yeah. I, I just didn't. You didn't know. Like the creators to me were quite anonymous. Like, yeah, you know, you get the people who make the comics, but I, I couldn't really tell you what they look like. So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I know. I, know. I mean, the other shot of it for me is I think there should have been more back issues of Thought Bubble. Yeah. What, what nice. do you? Yeah. What do you? What did he? If we go on, when we on to that, what did you really like about Thought Bubble, and what would you rather they they took took a look at? I like the layout and everything. I thought that's fine. Yeah, I thought it's it worked. Great. I think there was yeah. a couple of bit people critical before it, but I think that shut them up. Yeah, I think that was fine. Yeah. Um, I like the social. Um, yeah. I mean, like the the people like running around and like having to because they didn't have to run around and do a lot of work, like when people cancelling or whatever, and certainly like. People notifying us. Oh, if they don't turn up, just have the table. Do you know what I mean? Leave it an hour, then yeah. you've got yeah, the table. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's so much hard work, hard work for, you know, how many hundreds of tables? Fucking... No, I don't know. I don't know. It's a lot. Just boggles yeah. my mind. Boggles Can I ask mind. a question then? When I... I obviously... Me and Dan downloaded the... Our passport, you know, our COVID passport thing. Yeah. Um, in the car on the way up. Did you two show yours? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I tried to show my phone to a couple of people, and they just sort of waved me in. Yeah. Uh, Maybe they thought I'd been in already. Then. Yeah. They when once you got your your band, you were supposed to have done it. So where I'd got R two T, they were presumed with. Oh, okay. Okay. We had so it's not a problem. Yeah, we were fine. We'd done the right thing. So yeah. Yeah. And uh, certainly we've uh, done all our tests and stuff as well. All you people that thought, but we've done the same. Being sensible. Yeah. Um, I liked uh, I liked seeing some of the guests there. I have to say, I think of mine and uh, Nick Brokenshire and a couple of other people yeah, who came oh, around great. in the chat. Yeah, that fantastic. was great. Um, yeah, some of the other guests I didn't see at all, and I walked around the whole place. I just guessed they had their heads. To down be fair, Al Ewing sort of like sloped past and did a grunt, didn't he? Sort of like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's you so went, all right. fuck. You literally went all right, Al, and you went, and then he walked off. He was fucking moaning about the billy goats, and I was like, okay, fair enough. <laughs> Going over his fucking bridge. <laughs> I'll just make that joke just to make sure there's no ambiguity. Yeah, yeah. yeah so that's fine. Um, yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, 
doing conventions is is very um, strange now, anyway, because like when when you table, and when you know more people, I I I think um, I I'd like to go more as a punter. Oh um, uh, yeah, for a bit. I I, I think that's kind of um, where I am. When the was moment. the last time you punted, dude? Because um, we've been doing tables for years now, haven't we? And I yeah, met you. I, I, tables, I, I you know what I mean? can't remember. I can't remember now. I think it was. Don't a... you think you'd be lost as a punter? No, I feel like I'd be lost. I'd, I'd walk around like a thought bubble. I would. I could go I around would, for a couple what, of hours, and that'd be it for me. No, I, yeah. fucking... I would be in fucking hogs heaven because as a punter, I could I could walk around. I could take time, look at things. Obviously, uh, spend far too much money, and uh, no doubt be in uh, serious financial debt. Uh, <laughs> um, but there would be um, less stresses about being back at the table, or like you know, if I saw someone I knew, yeah. I could I could have a chat with them. I I, I could yeah. have a catch up, as well as like with the show and stuff. We try to get some audio and stuff as well, and you know, there's as well as having the table and shifting our books. And catching up with people we know, there, there's so many variables to us having a table at a convention that it becomes. I mean, they're always enjoyable, but it's a different experience if you're going just as a punter. If you I, you know, what I like doing as a punter, I like buying comics and then going away and having a coffee and reading them and oh, coming back. I, That's what I love doing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, what, I mean, one of the things that I um I really enjoyed when we did the comic bar comic mart uh, a couple of year, years ago is you know obviously I caught the bus up. Caught up with you guys, had a had a day of buying comics, came back, and I had like two, three hours on the bus, and I was just reading comics, and I yeah. was just, I was just like, in Hogs Heaven. I'm in fucking Hogs Heaven here, you know. It's like, oh, Doom Lord, I haven't read Doom Lord for ages. But that was good because we sat outside having a coffee, going yeah. through what each of us had bought, didn't we? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was quite nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, the, it's. I suppose that was the last time you were a punter, technically, in it. I suppose. You know, it's still yeah, a comic event, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we could have, ta- you can table at it, it's all press person, people do yeah, occasionally. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it will be um, certainly interesting. I mean, for instance, if I ever go to an MCM, I'm going as a punter <laughs> next. Yeah. Um, you know, just to buy some absolute but, tat. like, for, for me, like, I'm not going, if I went to, I'm not going to see, like, all the, the, the stalls that are selling fucking. Yeah, because this is the other thing, isn't it? I'm not going to see the people uh, doing the TV stuff. I'm not particularly interested in that. But But that's the point you raised, you raised, Danny, about the the tat that was being sold at the Thought Bubble. Yeah, I kind of, uh, I I was a bit sort of like, I I thought there should be a quota on like tables there having to sell comics because there there seemed to be loads of tables there that had zero connection with comics. I know I bought that sign ironically. (laughs) <laughs> about like fuck macho bullshit forever but like i was like why is this guy why is this guy here because yeah it's not it was it felt like more he was like a zine fair and fair play if that wants to be a zine fair but like this is a this is a comic con and i don't think it's it's got that uh, zine feel about it now is it much more yeah. than when it first when i went what 10 years ago mm-hmm. or something i suppose yeah yeah i think so but for me that's the wrong direction it's the wrong direction. it should be more commercial more of a, a a comic convention and not it should be for not, everyone who's into comics yeah. that's the way i say we talked about this with chloe didn't we i think yeah. you know if you're a comic collector or yeah. if you're a comic artist yeah. or you mm. buy original art or you like you make your own comics or you're just a fan of you know then it should be for everyone into comics it should that's slip the, to nasal gazing of like navel gazing of like the com- the audience that seems to shrink and shrink and not yeah. welcome in more people uh, mm. 
that's why I said, and the, I don't know. I, I was a lot, of, a lot of stores there, which I was sort of selling prints, and and I've known we know comic creators that would have had comics on their table that got knocked back from going, and it's like, well, why did they get? Why did these people get cho- picked over them when yeah, they're, they're not selling comics? I mean, I can understand a certain percentage of the stalls like they're those stalls selling the big uh, like movie prints and stuff like that. That's fair play. Like people are interested in it and want to buy them, but when you're looking at the more the smaller press creators and and they're doing those kind of uh, art prints and stuff, which the audience yeah. them seems very just doesn't didn't seem right. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it was yeah, I agree, man. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like I said, I, we're at Comic Con. It's not outrageous for me to think. We're gonna get comics. I, I, you know, when it comes to things like that, I just, I just worry that um, I've overlooked an amazing comic that was nestled in between um, some prints with the high, with their high walls. You know, prints with the high built walls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And in between them, there's an amazing comic creator who's just because also a lot of the comic creators are very introverted. They're very, yeah, very shy, very quiet, and like understandably so. And the extroverted um, ones, I don't want to make eye contact with, so yeah, I kind no, of miss the ones go, between. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah, a bit yeah, of that yeah. going on. Yeah. Casey, there was a stall that was selling dice made out of like gemstones and stuff, and it's like that's fine. Like I'm sure someone really likes that, but we're, what's that got to do with? Yeah, if you're if you're doing that, here? but you're selling like for example a comic about Dungeons and Dragons, yeah. and you got yeah. some dice table, fine by me. It's almost like yeah, part fine. of your part of your thing, but don't just go there and sell. It's like fucking selling drinking horns or something, isn't it? Like, yeah, it, it just moves from kind of like maybe I'm just, you said, oh, someone's rolling rising, you know, fucking going on like comics and stuff. But like I said, it's not unreasonable. <laughs> it's, we are at a comic convention. We're, like, we're, 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 a comics, we're a comics podcast as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and if you got the half hour in or hour in, to think, oh, that fucking still going yeah. on about it. It's like check yourself because <laughs> <Nah, I'm laughs> you haven't you haven't pressed stop. But you know what I mean? Like I, I don't know. I, I just kind of feel like it should just be more comic stuff there and less and uh, and i also um wonder like how how many great comics there may have been where the creators just didn't turn up yeah it was quite a few more turning up weren't there yeah which which i thought you know i thought was a shame um for the organizers you know to do because you know I, i think there were some last minutes i mean it's fair enough if you have any issues or if you're if you're unwell or you know covid rears its head then naturally I mean, that was the things have to be cancelled, but some some people cast a long shadow. Yeah, I think some people just didn't turn up, did they? (laughs) It's like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, why? Um, Bit naughty that. I think what's important as well is the um, the feedback forms have come through, and whilst you are listening to us, Moan, you'll get your chance to give feedback as well. Yeah, you know, whether you're just a visitor or a tabler, as I understand it, you can you can feedback. So do that as well. I think it's important. You have a moan. Don't just listen to us, Moan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's down to you. Either yeah. say what we'll you say, like. We've we've yeah. said what we liked and what we didn't like. And that's, yeah. that's yeah. the do say you know. what you do like because then that'll be kept and try and yeah. mention what you you don't think worked because yeah. that might there, be there was reconsidered. Of, yeah, yeah. There was lots of stuff. I wish I had the time to um, sit and chat to creators and discover some more stuff. I would have spent more money. So it's probably a good thing that I didn't get a chance. Um, There's a couple of halls I didn't really walk even walk down a couple yeah, of aisles because yeah. I was just too busy. And I was just. I yeah, we bandy that idea around a lot, but like a, a stand or a stool that just had all the comics that are on show, and what table they were on, so you could look at them all and just think, "Oh yeah, that looks good," because you might not have caught your eye as you're walking around. I'm not yeah. sure how that would work in in practice. Yeah, and would all the small press comply with it? And, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. There was, there was so many, I got lost a couple of times. Yeah, I, mean, totally. I was wandering around going, right, I'm looking for the table of 
oh fuck i looked it on the map and it's where where are they again um yeah i think so. that i did when you said like the last hour on the last day or the first day all the crates in one hall go into the other hall and vice versa mm. for like half an hour each that would be great because yeah. then you could actually get to speak to the other creators about like loads of people mm. in around. Yeah, you know, do what Elkef does and have have the 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 party in the hall, you know. But then again, you got you want I want the fucking fans involved. That's my problem. Yeah, and I mean I want the fans involved in the party as well. And yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I've, what um, I've struggled with, I don't feel like there's an easy answer. No, I no. Think that's what there, really there, there's it. not an easy answer on any side because because the um, answer is always well, go and run your own fucking one. Then do yeah, you know what I mean? That's yeah, a, a quite yeah. a good answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, fucking God bless anyone that does does yeah. this or chooses to organise it. There's a reason why some people try doing it and then think oh, I can't do this anymore. Like this, Especially this, if you're doing it for yeah. charity, it's something yeah. to do as well. I think yeah. that's yeah, that's very yeah. admirable. So yeah, yeah you know, um, but yeah, yeah, we had a. I mean, this aside, um, we had a good time, and uh, we were knackered. Yeah. Um, but yeah. once again, I think um, another another example of, of having your card reader was never more important. Never more important. I think we done. Yeah, not enough at the um, not enough at the horror one actually. But they were all they were all men of a certain age and women of a certain age who tended to come in with a big roll of cash. I think at the film festival. Yeah, so. I think it, I think it's difficult yeah. as well. Like with some. With some sort of conventions or, or zine fairs or whatever, um, if they're marketed to a certain audience, you can just fucking laser point it. You can laser focus that. Isn't yeah. It? But when you're doing a very broad show that's to a broad audience, because you want to try and get as many people as you can, you know, it's like a, it's like a menu. If there's if there's a menu with a million different they do they do pizzas and they do pasta and they do all of this it's like I'd still get served last I, I, I oh yeah well, you wouldn't get served <laughs> at all so at all. But, yeah. but you would look at it and go would I rather them just do one thing really well than do yeah have all the things and not have the time to be an expert in it um yeah one thing about Dortmund there was a good age range of creators yeah yeah you know okay I mean? yeah yeah. You, that, like you can see the youth coming through, yeah. Uh, where once we held that spot many moons ago, and now we're sort of like <laughs> mid mid to end table of sort of creator age wise. Yeah, there were yeah uh, there, there was there was certainly a I'm still like, one of the younger ones. Yeah, yeah still one of the younger oh, yeah, ones. Of course, yeah. You, yeah. You're the youngest uh, host on the show. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there was there was a wide audience, wasn't there? There was all all kinds. Um, there was a lot of. Um, I know, so there was a couple of stands for like uh, merch and posters and stuff. Obviously, I I was a big fan of like Vice Press, who had like the big, mm. yeah, big yeah. movie posters and stuff. There was another movie poster one as well, wasn't there? That huge. There was. There. I remember that. He's on like the Bruce second Lee, hall on the right hand yeah, side. Yeah, the Bruce yeah. Lee poster and stuff like that, didn't it? it seemed to be a. Oh uh, that no, that was um, Jockstall. No, no. Yeah, it was. Yeah, really. I think he's part of that. Is, it may, he may uh, oh, he's that, part, yeah, he's part of that because I was about to say they're, yeah, yeah, they're the ones who did that poster book, that book he did. You know, the art of Batman, well, art of dread over it yeah. is that book. And yeah, that's the oh, same that's, company. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. yeah. So there's some lovely posters on there. Like, yeah. yeah. That, I think what I really the... liked was the people selling bondage clothes. They were brilliant as well. Oh, I love yeah. them. See, like just... that. For me, that's, that's... quite a stretch. Stuff. Well, not really. If you're tied up, if it'd be bondage, it'd be somehow constricted but there's a very thick line between pleasure and pain for me i don't like the yeah. two to combine themselves no. yeah 
I'm just gonna let that hang there. But it's nice that little silence, isn't it? I like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's like that silence. You see that geezer when he said, Oh yeah, you can grow concrete and the geezer he's talking to this doesn't say anything for like <laughs> twenty seconds and it's just like to the here's here's a question. You're you're a convention organizer, God help us. Um and like you you you're doing all these things and someone someone turns up and they're essentially exhibiting something that isn't isn't on the list of like you know no comics or you know things like that or, hmm. or they're just clothes or whatever and um what do you do what do you do in, in have they the, told you that they're going to be yeah, got, comics yeah, yeah. and they turn up with something else is that what you're saying got to be cu- yeah. curated hasn't it and sort of say you, yeah you if they said oh we're around. we're selling fucking star blazer comics and they turn up with yeah. a load of bondage clothes they can fuck off yeah. Yeah. But yeah. but just say but just say you did yeah. this in a, there was a committee of organisers and you you've obviously you've okayed some people and someone someone else has done this, um, but someone else has approved this table. What would you do in that? In, in that one, because well, I think, uh, because you could say that the exhibitor isn't at fault here because they were allowed in. Yeah. Oh, well, they're allowed in. It's for the convention. It's for for your colleague. Yeah, you sort of checking the map, checking the map. You'd go back checking and the check. map. Yeah, mm. you'd say, say uh, I had approved it. You'd go Dan, but why did you approve these guys? And then I look and think, oh fuck me, they got no comics. Yeah, that's all. Well, I don't think convention. I'd be better organised and go through right. Who have you approved this week? Right, what do they sell? Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. And so you're not you're not getting a surprise on the day. But if it's a surprise on the day, then you can't you, you can't tell cancel them. them. You mm. cannot. You know. I suppose you could say, look, mate, this we this is a comic convention. What have you got like? studied yeah. ankle bracelets here for you know it's like yeah yeah but a lot of people think work. comic conventions are just free for alls to sell all kinds of shit don't yeah they? that's the problem yeah. and that's because yeah. comic, comic convention has become this sort of like it has become that casual over the term M- yeah. yeah the mcm that's like the, the the geek culture just sell anything to him because yeah. he's got a fucking avengers logo stuff so we, comic sure fans are you know in the most part people with reasonably good jobs and they're just fucking open wallets to a lot of these people aren't they it's just you know shameless fucking Stretching your wallet out and nicking your money, isn't it? You know. Yeah, mm. yeah. Oh, which um, <laughs> I said I had a mini rant on the WhatsApp yesterday. Oh, you did. What was that about? Oh, that, yeah. it's just a usual thing about that, that about the costs of things. <laughs> the cost yeah, what of was it? Pratt you said you were going to rant Pratt, about, Pratt, didn't you? Pratt, uh, yeah, but then I got over myself. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> Come on, let's get him angry again. Well, Come you know, on, let's get rage angry. against the machine. Yeah. Then just think, actually, the machines is whatever. Um, no, it's just um. <laughs> There's so we've said it before. I'm looking up now and see what it was. Um it's so many like comics and this we're not just talking about conventions here. I'm I'm not talking about conventions. I'm I'm just gonna open up the shotgun on all comics. <laughs> God, it sounds like I'm about to do something really horrible. Go on, go for it, but, come but, on, bring it. But basically what I'm gonna say is this, and this is this is more what I'm thinking. Um, I we all know that, that, that how much work goes into them, and we know, you know, the effort uh, and the creation. But ninety five percent of comics are overpriced. Oh, mate, yeah, totally. Um, yeah. And I think comics are overpricing themselves into oblivion. Like now when I say comics, I mean a lot of um, I'd probably say like Western comics, um. Um, and we'll get on to the... We, we had a bit of a discussion about manga as well um, recently, but we'll talk about that in a second. But um, I am at a point now um, where I'm probably almost going to be an exclusive 
um, trade buyer. Uh, apart from those moments where I go to a comic convention, like a thought bubble, like, like, like a wonderful thought bubble, I can walk around and I can pick up an issue and try some things out from new creators and stuff. Um, but most of the time, comics... Comics have got it in... It is an art form. We want it to be taken seriously. But also sometimes people overvalue the product. Not the art. I'm not talking about the art. I'm, you know, the art it can be priceless. Like I say, the amount of work that goes into it is far... You know, if you're getting paid by the hour, you'd be fucking in the money. <laughs> um, yeah. But the actual final product for a single issue... I think I'm going to zone in on the single issues rather than those OGNs or the, the collections and all this stuff. I think sometimes. Well, let's, well, let's, let's give a number. Let's get, let's, let's, let's whittle you down to a number. So let's say 28 pages, color interiors, cardstock cover. It's, it's an issue in a series. It's not a one-off. What's, what's a reasonable price to you guys? Three quid. I was going to say three quid. Yeah. 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 Three yeah. quid. I mean, it's it's terrible because we know what the price of printing is, and we yeah. know we know how how almost sometimes impossible that is. How you make no money mm. on charging that for your for your comics. You got to be um, competitive, though, as part. Of this, but yeah, it has to be yeah. competitive. Um, but you know. so one of those chunky little manga books—they're like a fiver, and that's pretty much what you're buying for like a single issue of like a Marvel or DC. Yeah, you don't get much change from a fiver, do you? T. I haven't bought one in months. No. But manga, I don't buy much. Manga. No, no, for no, a, for no. a US comic book, not, not much. Is yeah. for yeah, three yeah. quid something. Yeah, yeah three, yeah. three, no, well, three quid, three, four, four pound. Um, yeah, this is one of the DC's things, more expensive. One of the things right? that I had a rant about was um, if you're if you're doing twenty pages of content, right, and you've probably got what six pages of ads. Oh yes, yeah, good and, shout. And, and yeah. these are these aren't small ads. These are fucking Xbox and shit like this. Yeah. If those ads, if those big ticket ads aren't pricing down your comic so it can be cheaper and therefore more affordable and more available to a larger audience, why the fuck are you doing Why the it? fuck you got them in there? Yeah. Why the fucking hell? You, you are just making money off the people who are just buying the brand. And that's yeah. and it's just pointed because it ain't because the content's there anymore. The content isn't fucking there anymore. There's the nah. the numbers aren't supporting it. They're just they're just not. I'd love it if they were. I'd love it if someone could turn around turn around and say, the latest fucking issue of, oh, I'm gonna just not not an amazing Spider Man because that probably does Fantastic well, Four probably a fanta- yeah. Fantastic Four. The latest issue of Fantastic Four sold seven hundred fifty thousand, and it, it's been something like that. Tell me that and shut me the fuck up, please. But you can't because it doesn't. And I, I and something like Fantastic Four should. Have well, the best example of that man is that Moon Knight. Yeah, Recently, Moon I showed Knight. you that night. That was just awful. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this isn't to say that these these creators aren't trying and like you know I don't I'm I'm not pointing blame at that. It's just you know the creators should be able to go off and, and create, especially if you work for a company like that. They should be able to create these comics, and then the company puts it out and says it's three bucks maximum. Go for your life. And yeah. because rather than it's twenty pages of something that is fairly inconsequential because of this huge fucking arc we're doing, um, and it'll cost you five dollars. Five dollars for what? 
It's like, oh, well, you get a backstory in it. Fuck your backstory, because that normally doesn't mean anything. The back yeah, matter in... Filler. Back matter filler. In big, yeah, the filler in big two comics is, for the most part, awful. And if it's reprints, fuck your reprints. Give me a fucking collection of reprints and sell it to mm. me, rather than sticking it in the back of a Thor issue and charging me $4 more. <laughs> I think the thing is, as well, is um, a lot of the reprints these days are also bending us over. So yeah, when you look course, at those yeah. epic collections, they're, what, 32 quid? Yeah. For, for, for material that has existed for 50 years. Yeah. 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 You know, why is it fucking... Why is it so much? Yeah. That you know, fucking... That, this short sight, because that will well be dry at yeah, some we'll point. Be. Yeah, we, once, we've, can't, once we've exhausted epic fucking um, omnibuses, artist, artist editions, what will be next? And we'll all be going... We don't need a fifth copy of fucking Fantastic Four. No, no one's going to be yeah. fucking yeah. buying the epic collection of fucking the Amazing Squirrel Girl. Or when, <laughs> yeah. yeah, ain't going to happen. Yeah, it's pricing itself out because this is, and we've said it before in the past, is a dispose. You know, a lot of these stories are disposable mediums. You know, you, if you treat it like a, if you treat it like a movie, if you treat it like a video game, if you treat it like anything, right? Five dollars. If you think about the entertainment per minute. You get on reading a comic, and you buy a DVD. Uh, that's an hour and a half. <laughs> it's better least. value buying yeah. some shit fucking DVD than yeah. than a comic. It's yeah. why would people choose comics? Why would people choose comics? It's more expensive. They're getting. I, I should see, be a mass market medium. It should, yeah, it should be. It a should be a news agent. It should be in supermarkets. It should be cheaper to buy. You put in your yeah. back pocket. You shut your kids up in the back of the car with, it, and it's just not happening. I just yeah. when you yeah. said. That about the adverts that really kind of like makes you think why the fuck are we why's why's this happening then mm. if they're being filled being uh, god i can only imagine that those full page ads have been sold for a fucking god knows fuck all yeah 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 because that's, that's you should fucking, be able to pay that's a, that's a failing if they're doing that yeah you should be able to kind of like carve off large portions of the uh, of the cost of it through the ads surely In, indie I, I creators and small press indie creators and small press creators genuinely offer ad space up because it helps pay for the print so mm. therefore they can get the books made that's just how we do it that's the way that's where it is and, so say and, if i was going to like do i was going to print 25 copies of uh, vanguard book four or five or whatever and i got my local tattooist and said oh look for a, you have a page advert in this book 100 pounds you'd be in 25 copies that fucking breaks the back of a lot of the print yeah Pays yeah. for it, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, and people say, "Oh, I don't want adverts in my comic." Well, you can. Uh, you got to make the fine line, isn't it? Yeah, everyone will be seven dollars yeah. then. Well, don't sell them then. Give them away. Do yeah. you know what I mean? If, you, if you're not interested in fucking selling your comics or making any money yeah. from them, if, then don't if I had to put a, a full page ad in the, the back of Vanguard or somewhere Vanguard, I could sell it half price. I'd fucking do that in a heartbeat. Yeah, because I want yeah. that book out in people's want, hands. Exactly, I want people reading it. Exactly. Exactly. With all with all due respect, it had to be. It would have to be something that I found okay. Oh, you know yeah. I mean? oh yeah, so yeah, I yeah, yeah, I wouldn't put you know yeah. snuff videos or you know yeah. brazzers no, no. yeah, in the back yeah, of my yeah, you know, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah, there's a there's a line there where you're going to put in there, but like if it was an yeah. appropriate advert that you, the audience would find interesting, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't have any problem with it. Yeah, I've, I mean, you, I'm, you I'm quite lax with my morals, so most things would go in. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't, I just don't understand it. Like, and I, I feel like, um, obviously, there's the other com- companies like Image and dark horse and stuff and um but the, but it's the, not just the big companies no, no. go to gosh pick something off the shelf and it's like fucking 30 quid i bought yeah. something in gosh and I, I will not name the person who dealt with me on the counter they went you sure you want this have you seen how much it is 
And it was just an A4 magazine that was twenty nine ninety five. There's no fucking hell. There is no fucking <laughs> reason for it. I, I, I honestly think comics is pricing me out of the fucking game of buying yeah. them. And yeah. you're someone who's got a good job, you know, and all this yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. You know, if yeah. you were a fucking student or a teenager, you know, getting pocket money. They ain't, they ain't, buying, them. They ain't yeah. buying them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. If, if, if someone t- turns up at a, a comic event, and they'd rather spend five... T- well, actually, no, you're not going to get a print for five pounds. What am I talking about? Um, you can do. You get prints for five pounds. Yeah, you get a print yeah. for five Tell yeah. me where that table is. Um, well, our table. <laughs> no, no. Our table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, um, well, they were two pounds if, if you bought them for me. Um, <laughs> um, but, you know, there's these people who will buy these prints for ten pounds, and they can frame them and hang them up on their wall. Um, rather than a comic for ten pounds that they probably won't touch. That's well, even if you read it and then it's done. It's what done. are you going to do with that? Yeah, it's I've, done. I've got what it is out of it. And, you know, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's so strange. I I feel like I, I went off on one so much. I'm not quite sure what I just spoke about. Yeah, check. Are you wearing don't, your Fitbit? Check your heart rate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah don't yeah. worry. I I was with you all the way there, Vin. You didn't say anything. Against <laughs> so, kind of, like fucking yeah, hell. Yeah. I, I don't think there's any. It'll be yeah. news to anyone in any, even yeah, in the industry no. or the fans. I'm pretty sure we're charging too much. Think, you went. Yeah, yes. you're charging. Yeah, too yeah. Much. and I I think it's easy for um a lot of some indie creators. Um, in their glass houses to throw stones at the big two, but you've got to look at yourself. Yeah, yeah. because you got you got to think. Well, yeah, you know these these companies, they're not creating quality comics. Therefore, I'm not I'm not buying them. Um, mm. So give give me a decent alternative that I can afford. Um, and I, I feel like comics hasn't yet gotten it hasn't got to the stage. We're not like especially from the UK. We're not like France. We're not like Europe. We're not. We're, we're not like that. This is not treated like you know, Bondesinet and stuff. Yeah. A completely different kettle of fish. You know, the lovely hardcover books. It's a serious medium. Medium treated seriously. It's not in the UK. It, it, it's not. It's disposable medium here. Yeah. And if that if that's what it is, lean into it. Get get your if you want your work out to a lot of people to enjoy, which we all do, hopefully. Um. Then make it available, and and if you, and it, it might be to a point of like, well, I can't afford to print them. The internet, web comics, they're fucking huge, but, you know, and and then like then Comic collect house. them, they, you know, get. A, that get is a, the weird. That is the weird thing at the moment, isn't it? That we've got, you know, all these comics that are like so overpriced. Yeah. And let's face it, I'm going to say probably eighty percent of comics are overpriced, if not more. You know, across the board, the. But alternatively, everything on the internet, which all these, a lot of the same creators are making, are fucking free. Yeah, yeah. it's weird, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Such an odd. I mean, it, it. I know we kind of we said about the privacy, but piracy, but the kind of price drives people to piracy. And yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I don't agree with that, but that's just fact. I mean, if if the prices are going up and Joe Blog wants to read on. Or the Marvel Universe, you can. There is a, an entitlement there, without a doubt. Uh, but that's what they're doing. Yeah, I would, as a creator, I would, I would rather be um, the name that someone thinks about when they're looking at a piece of work and going, "Can you believe I only got that for like five quid or what? you know, a book?" And they're just, yeah. like, "I only got that for a fiver." Rather than looking at someone going, "I ever pay for that?" Yeah. Can I just I mean, be the old bloke in the room who says that when I started buying comics, they were 12p? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I think some <laughs> they of were the, de- the early... delivered by biplane. Mm. Yeah. The, the Marvel UK stuff, like the Dragon Claws stuff, that uh, that was about thirty p. I think was it forty five p. I can't remember. It was like, ridiculously cheap. You could get yeah. like some chocolate and a bar, a, a chocolate and a comic, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. a cheap yeah. haul. Yeah, yeah. Um... Uh, but uh, like you, I made the switch to jumping <laughs> over to trades. Yeah, a little while ago, and I only buy single issues now, literally to dip my toe in the water and to think, is this any good? And then when I see it is or isn't, I, I will. I would like uh, to say that I'm the ultimate hypocrite, and I buy untold amounts of single issues. Yeah, I, I don't. I know. hate myself for it. Yeah. Well, also, Tony, yeah. you got you got absolutely naming no names. You got absolutely done over with a sketchbook. <laughs> I did. Yeah. I cannot yeah. believe yeah. what you I'm such for. a wanker for like. I, I was just. Too, I was being too much an Englishman to go, how much? <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll, I'll buy this off you. I'll throw that in as well. I'll have that as well. Yeah. And it was the same price as the fucking big book I bought off this person. Yeah. How much? Yeah. yeah. It takes me years, but like now I've realized that if I are civil and pay that price, I fucking beat myself up over it for fucking yeah. ages thinking, oh, fuck, why did this fucking say no or didn't do this? It's just... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's horrible. I I think horrible. I think over the next couple of years, I mean, obviously the online debate and everyone thinking that in that we don't know what we're talking about. You know, we're not, we're not experts. This is just opinions, and you know, well, as punters, we're experts. We're, uh, we're experts in our own I'm not feelings expert, about pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, but certainly, I think over the next couple of years, um, comics as a whole, whether it be the community or the industry, uh, comics as we know it has to take a good hard look at itself because you could be the most beautiful art form in the world um but you don't want to be the orchestra on the titanic no do you know what i mean that's but, I'll, I'll just leave it at that cool that was a mic drop, yeah i feel like we're gonna <laughs> this period we're gonna be going for it's gonna it's, we're already in it is this a period of hardship and yeah things are going to fall out and creators are going to fall off and yeah. maybe perhaps what we're left with is a model that can weather the storm and be what we want it to be or yeah or yeah do you know what i mean like yeah. what comes out the other side of this it's got to be fit to survive otherwise it won't be there yeah yeah it's going to be interesting times and hopefully hopefully we can keep um you know and also if we end up being hypocrites and charging too much, ends up. Let us fucking know. Yeah. <laughs> let us know. Although I will say, there sometimes, like when you're at a table, and I'm sure there's creators out there who who knows this know this. When let's face it, you've probably, you know, you're almost throwing your work away for nothing. Yeah. And then I mean, when, pe- yeah, then when yeah. people don't take it take up on the offer, you're like, the fucking hell's wrong with me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't you'll be careful don't debase yourself because I've yeah. I've done it where I've done a few hours freelance work and just like fire off the invoice and then you get paid so much money for it and I think how fucking that took me like a, a tenth for the time it cost me to do an entire English issue of Vanguard. I don't get fucking yeah. anything for that. <laughs> well apart from Patreon, which is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. But yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's and, yeah. uh, it's nuts. Yeah. Fucking nuts. Yeah. You've always, always still do it though. I'd yeah. Still make the fucking comic. Yeah. yeah. Also, also do that. You know, also <laughs> value your work. Obviously, it's hard work. Yeah. We're all we're all putting hard work, but I think sometimes we just. If you're in it for the long game, have a long game plan. Yeah. Um, as simple as that. You know, it's weird. Uh, uh, I don't watch the show, but my wife was watching uh, Graham Norton, 
and uh, Will Smith, I know this is fucking things like, where the fuck's Dan going with this? Uh, well, I'll tell you what, I'm on <laughs> yeah. board because I never know yeah. where you're going to go with things. Will, like Will Smith was on there in his early days when he was in Fresh Prince and he was, he was telling an anecdote how he wanted to get into uh, films and he didn't want to be a film star. He wanted to be like massive film star all over the world. And he said he was in Australia and they were opening the planet Hollywood down there. And he met Arnie uh, Sly and Bruce all there. And he went up to him and said like, I want to be a fucking massive film star known the world over and uh how do i do it and basically arnie said to him like you you've got to be a politician you've got to go everywhere speak to everyone like you're they're the number one fans go all the way around the world and just be really nice and accommodating to people and i think that can extend to uh comics yeah do you know what i mean be a positive and positive force and absolutely yeah talk to people talk to your fans get get more fans on board and not sort of fucking be on the internet snarking all the time yeah we're uh, gonna eat ourselves if we do that yeah because, because yeah. I, I tell you what if, you, if you're not if you put out a, a good book and you're nice to people and, you, and you're cordial people pay that forward and the exa- the example I, I think about this at the moment is an example involving Dan Butcher and that's uh, Kat Chapman and uh, follow me in how many people have you recommended that book to mm. loads Loads and, and loads. You're and an evangelist for you. Aren't you? Not only yeah. that, not only that. Over the Thought Bubble weekend, there was quite a few people that said exactly the same thing. It's such a good book to recommend and a gateway book and stuff. Well, what's the space for that? A, a lot of this, a lot of this comes around because also the creator is nice and just putting out good yeah. work and like you know, and it, and it's a good quality book. You get what you pay for, you know, more so. And, and the, but, I mean, the work that's gone into that book for yeah. fifteen pounds, whatever it is, is just an absolute. You feel like you're ripping the creator off because there's just so much in it. It's, but you, but you are an example of the marketing that is priceless because there's nothing. It costs you nothing to have someone else recommend your work to someone else and you not know about it. The, those people that come to a, a creator's table and just go, "Oh, I was told about this um, the other day by." joke blocks you know yes that and the other like if you two say a book's good that fucking puts it right at the top of the list for me and i will definitely check it out because Mm. it's like that's coming from someone i know and trust that i know what you like and don't and if you say oh you will like this dan i fucking yeah get it this would be oh we often say this would be up your street when it tone Mm. vince dan yeah yeah, say that then we yeah 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 um I wonder if people who listen to it can kind of judge what kind of book. Say if I said, oh, Vince, you're like this, or Tony, you're like this. They'll think, well, I've got a taste similar to Tony's or Vince, and that sounds like my cup of tea too. I think, I think, I think it's definitely. There's definitely um, yeah. books that um, I think each each of us have recommended that have appealed to, you know. I mean, a different. We've all got different tastes and stuff. Yeah. We, stuff we like. And uh, you lovely people out there listen to this nice nonsense every week. Yeah. So thank you, <laughs> thank you very much. So we always try and up, update the show notes with stuff yeah. we recommend. So if you're yeah. interested, do do check it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, see, I knew I knew there was going to be a rant. I knew we were going to. We came on the other side. Yeah, talking about recommending that's going to come up shortly. That's going to come yeah. up shortly, isn't it? Um, what, what else have we got to talk about? Do we have any shout outs? Shout well, you want to talk about Indiegogo, don't you? 
Yeah, I guess we can we can briefly mention that. This is a story mm. that came out uh, oh, this yeah. week. Mm. And Ingi, Indiegogo have essentially, uh, they're going to start more closely screening their, ca- their crowdfunding campaigns. And there was an initial concern that it was going to be like, uh, you remember a little while ago when they they had a similar sort of position, similar thing open up with Kickstarter, but it was like to moderate the content of the comics, whether it was appealed to be on the platform or not. And people would get knocked back if they thought, well, this this isn't for, for Kickstarter. And I think there might have been suggested that there was a political bias to that. Uh, okay. That's that's as far as I'm going to get into that because uh, I, I do talk out of my ass most of the time, but this is like taking the piss so <laughs> I, 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 i'll just move on to the uh indiegogo one but essentially they get they're open up like a uh, a position well i can read something the the article uh crowdfunding platform indiegogo is changing the way it does business shifting from an open platform where anyone can raise money for just about any purpose to a closed model where every campaign will receive a manual review before it goes live Candidly, we've not always lived up to our backers' expectations, said Will Haynes, Vice President of Product and Customer Trust at Indiegogo. When the company launched in 2008, there were a few restrictions on would-be entrepreneurs seeking to raise money from like-minded backers. But now Haynes says that open isn't what the crowdfunding community really wants now, more than a decade later. And essentially, he goes on to say that this is not shopping. And they realise that people are backing uh creators and campaigns and indiegogo and i have a bit more scrutiny as to what campaigns go live and don't and they're going to do that by investigating a little bit more and seeing have they fulfilled the campaigns in the past uh, what kind of content are they, they're going to be producing which is fair play i mean if you've got someone coming on saying i want one hundred fifty thousand dollars to produce x y and z and then the they take a look at what they've done in the past they've done nothing they, they've got actually no web presence whatsoever you think well maybe they might need a bit more back and forth and they, they mentioned in the article that they'd reach out to them and try and talk to them if obviously they're getting blanked or it's not going anywhere they won't approve the campaign which i think is only only I think that's better. right i mean I've, yeah. I've backed lots on kickstart and and the odd one on indiegogo in comics and elsewhere to be fair and yeah. um the indiegogo one seemed to take so much longer and yeah. kickstart in yeah. in general terms you know there's some people who are like spot on with indiegogo they're bang out bang out but yeah the um some of the stuff just is very lax with updates you don't really see it for years you know there's all that sort of thing i never understood that that's what like with kickstart because i went kickstart first when yeah. i say right the campaign's going to finish here and then it, even more so now in the last year or so maybe even before then like if a campaign ended at the end of october I know that I'd be fucking getting that book within a month. It, the turnaround time would be bloody quick, yeah. as a rule of thumb. But women to go go is a bit more nebulous. Like, oh, I'm going to get it yeah. then. if at all. And, you know, yeah, two all. things I've never received. Yeah, on Indiegogo. Uh, yeah. So it's it's a bit of an odd one. But uh, was I there think a, was there a note in there as well, Dan? About we've reached out to Kickstarter, but they haven't replied or something. They were yeah, trying to make they, it a sort of cross. Yeah, they're trying to. That's it. That's that's right. They uh, yeah. tried to kind of get Kickstarter on board, but they've reached out to them, but they've they've not had a reply, and basically build up a kind of this alliance where the crowdfunding they can all kind of uh, how how would you describe it? Sort of curate it a, a little better. 
Yeah. And it's literally just the fact that the likelihood of them delivering the products that they're selling on the crowdfunder because crowdfunders seem, seem to be getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. Maybe it's has, has Indiegogo got an app? I don't think they do, you know. That's a big Last mistake. Last I checked, there's yeah. a big mistake because the Kickstarter one is just... To be fair, I do most of my browsing for Kickstarter like on social media where I get sent a link or I know yeah. uh, like someone's running one and I go and find them on... But it's a good one to look for updates and see how long, yes. much longer you got on something. And I look at that, you know. I do favourites on there sometimes to look at, the, you know, the campaign. Yeah. There is one thing I'd wish that you could do when you're doing Kickstarter and that's switch profiles between becoming a creator and a backer. Okay. Because yeah. say if I'm running a campaign and... I want to keep an eye on my messages to someone say, Oh, I haven't got my comic. This hasn't happened. That hasn't happened. But at the moment, cause I'm a background, a creator, I just get all the messages and I sometimes look to think, Oh fuck. I look and it's like, Oh, someone said they're releasing the new issue of their comic. And I said, Oh, okay. But I, I want to be on customer service to make sure the way I'm sending my comics out, people are getting them. And with the messages all going into one, it's, it makes that a bit more kind of not tricky. But do you know what I mean? Like all the communications yeah. coming through one mm-hmm. thing, I'd rather there was a bit of a separate separate route. So if, if someone reached out for a customer service inquiry as one of the roles you've got to fill as a, a content creator on Kickstarter, you yeah. want to sort of uh, be all over that. But, uh, maybe that's a small issue. Yeah, interesting to see where that goes, actually. That'll be good. It does need a bit of a sort of shake-up. But they do make yeah. an awful lot of money on Indiegogo. Yeah, There's a lot yeah. of money being made there for comics. Yeah. Like I said, that may be the way forward where we kind of like you, you make the money before you start making the uh, the product or they yeah, do the variant not... cover stuff. That that goes really well. People doing variant covers and people will support you if you're you're bringing out the product. And do you think that like, I see that a small press, like they're, they're providing such a viable alternative to some of the, the, the bigger yeah. guys because they've got like a clearer, purer voice. And it, well, it I may think be a that's bit shaky. Why... I think that's why we get these pros dipping their foot into Kickstarter every so often and dipping out again, don't we? Because somebody yeah. gets in their ear and goes, you know, you only get 6% from whatever publisher. Well, Kickstarter, you'll get you'll get all the money for this. Go, oh, that sounds good. And then the pro goes off and does it, and of course it's inevitably delayed as it is with a lot of pros yeah. on Kickstarter. You know, but it's because somebody says something, you get better money, and you do get better money through funding yeah. yourself. Just that you, you have to sort out the reach and the audience yeah, you, yourself. Yeah, you, you got to do so much more yourself. I mean, yeah, you, you got to do where you say maybe you're working at Image and you're the artist or Marvel, or whatever, and you send in your completed pages, and then bang, they take care of the rest. You yeah. got to fucking, you got to get your pages printed. You got to get shit out. All that has to be organised. Yeah, uh, and maybe I think that's a bit of an oversight on what they get caught up with. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, it's interesting. We'll have yeah, to see, see where crowdfunding, uh, crowdfunding yeah. only is going to get bigger and bigger, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. See, it seems to be the way to go, isn't it? Indeed, he does. Watch this space. Um, do we have any shout outs this week, gents? I've got fucking loads. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Right no, I've, I've just got two quick ones. Um, uh, yeah. Congratulations. Go on, go on, congratulations to Dan Malia. Hey, what's good Danny. labor wife? Lisa, is it Lisa? Um, on yes. the birth of Alice. Hey. Wow. Look at that. Alice. Um, Congrats, guys. Yeah. Um, I'm. Oh, I'll be hosting the, the questions on the 100th episode of The Lakes, which we're recording this week. So listen out for that as well. And they've, oh, got, nice me in, they've got me into ask the questions. God knows why. <laughs> um, 
He's uh, on the last episode, just at the end of it, you can hear Nicky whisper, Tony takes no prisoners. So what have we got him? I'm not mm-hmm. going to take any prisoners. Watch, watch out. Um, they're my two. There you go. Nice, Dan. Should we go into mine? Right. Uh, first one of five. We've got our final Halloween, issues one to four. Our final Halloween reaches its dramatic conclusion. Uh, we've got practically no time at all. When you hear this podcast, if it's going to be on Monday, the 29th, of November, you're going to have about 24 hours left to back this. This has been an absolutely fantastic series uh, with a countdown to Halloween. Uh, if you bring you up to speed on the story, this kind of uh, tragic event happened on Halloween, and the main characters have got a year before the event reoccurs in this one house, and it's a countdown over the four issues to this event coming back. So on issue four, that's going to be the, uh, the the showdown, as it were, where all the story finishes up, I think. They, they do say it's the fourth and final issue of our Halloween, so uh, that's going to be one to watch. Back, I think you can get all four issues plus this back the the, the last one on its own. We've got a uh, Planar Jane, a modern day story of murder, issues four and five. The story of a seemingly ordinary teenage girl who becomes a brutally efficient killer for hire. That sounds awesome. Uh, <laughs> so that's running now. Let's see how much time we've got on that. We've got three days. So you've got about two days to go before you uh, that one runs its course. We've got Mahoney's. Issue five, alien invasions, super villain prison breaks and psychotic robots. Mike, Cat and the gang are back for another round at Mahoney's. Uh, and that's going great guns. You've got uh, a good couple of weeks to do that. So uh, we've all read Mahoney's. It's uh, kind of feels like the small press version of Marvel, uh, the golden age of Marvel, if you know what I mean. Mm. Big colorful superheroes going at it. Uh, we've got uh, Harker, the Black Hound, part one. DCI Harker returns with another intriguing murder mystery. Uh, so, so you smash this target. You've got two days to back this from uh, Monday when you listen to it. And I've read some of this. It's good. I, was, I kept me to shout this out. But yeah, I, I remember these guys from the, the old days of Bristol when I used to table. Harker's quite a long-running series. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm. I was just looking through the stuff. They've got some of the kind of the architectural stuff from down the coast. Uh and the fairground where they got the, the dodgems or the bumper cars in the background. That looks really nice. Oh, cool. So that's one to check out. And finally, last but not least, we've got uh, Inky's Adventures, Volume 2. Volume 2 of a comedy graphic novel collecting a series of comic strips based on the prompts of October 2021. Volume 1 still available from our friend Dan Harris. Yes. Uh, these are absolutely great. Uh, we've seen most of these as they played out over uh, October, didn't we? And yeah. Dan's collected them in a book. Yeah, uh, I've got the first one. It's absolutely fantastic. Uh, I've sung its praise so many times, and I think you should check this one out too. And that's got 17 days to go if you listen to this. So go check it out. Good stuff, man. And let me just see. You can get a get that for three pounds for a digital version of that, or eight eight or eight quid for a six quid for a chunky print version. So there you go. There you go. Reboots. Right. Time to recommend some stuff. We've got, we got a couple lined up. Um, obviously, we'll probably do them a little quicker than um, we thought it was going to be recommend a palooza, but with our. We've gone on a bit, haven't we? Yeah. We're, yeah, fuck me. Uh, so we'll be a bit, little, little bit quicker with our recommends. Um, who would like to go first? I've got three. How, how many have you guys got? I've, I've, we... got, I've got three kind of quick ones. Okay. Do you want to go first, Envy? Okay. Oh. Sorry, go on then. Well, Sorry, no, so again, if you start, because you've got three, and then we'll flip between us, and then end with you, Tony, because then that'll round it up. Okay. But it don't matter. 
So we've got three. So you go first, V, and then you go D. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, my first recommend um, was picked up at Thought Bubble by our old pal Matt Simmons. Um, I had to pop by and pick up some of his some of his work. Um, if you haven't got it yet, get like Mukbang, Future Egg, and uh, Dracula and Bastard Galaxy from him at mattsimmonscomics.bigcartel.com. Um, but what I got from Matt was a was a bunch of mini zines. It was a nice little sort of wrapped collection of, I think it's A6, A6 zines. Um, and there there are eight in total. And they're horror. I, there, were, there were a couple of different packs. I went for the horror pack because I'm a horror nut. And these were zines about Alien, Hellraiser, Friday the 13th, Child's Play, Nightmare on Elm Street, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Halloween and Evil Dead. Um, and what's interesting about these little zines is uh, Matt is right-handed and he did all of these zines with his left hand. <laughs> um, uh, as he, um, if you listen to our Thought Bubble show, um, we did talk about it a bit because I think I purchased off him just before I uh, interviewed him. Actually, um, he uh, he injured his his right hand and he he was desperate to make comics, so he just thought, right, screw it, I'm going to try making something with my, with my left hand. And uh, I tell you what, he he can do better with his left hand than I. Could do you know what I mean if you if you ever <laughs> have you ever had to switch hands? Watch yourself. Patiently. Watch yourself. Yeah. Sometimes um, you use both. Yeah, uh, feels like a stranger. Um, but you know, ne- never mind the drawing, but the writing as well, because this is like um, they're just like um, how many pages? Is it? Ten, four, six, so it's about eight, ten pages or so. Little folded zines, and it's just him talking about these these classic horror movie series. And um, and how he felt about them, and retroactively when he saw them as a kid, and how he's looked looked at them now. Um, but anyone who's seen Matt's work will know that he's got a wonderful sense of humour, um, and that is that is just rife in these little sort of personal sort of anecdotes about about these films, where just for little moments, the Alien one, for instance, opens up. The Aliens action figure line made me think I could watch Alien when I was eleven. Big fucking mistake. Um, <laughs> and but it's full of like, um, as well as the writing, there's full of like illustrations of like scenes from the films or um, when he was a kid. Uh, he, Tales from the Video Shop is one of the pages. It was a poster for Alien Three, and it said the bitch is back. And there's a little picture of uh, a kid, Matt, going the what is back? They can't say that, can they? Uh, <laughs> 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 He's he's got one page just about Alien Resurrection, and it is a it's a drawn picture of that you know that weird fucking alien amalgamation thing at the the big villain at the end, yeah big monster at the end. Oh yeah, no. It's a picture of that with just the words "Get that shit out of my fucking face." H. <laughs> <laughs> R. Geiger did the best creature design, just using penis and vagina. What have you done with your life lately? <laughs> <laughs> it's oh. kind of like an albino monstrosity that thing oh that was awful cells. and it had like like saggy yeah. tits it was just a real weird it was just really... reminded me of a couple of things that have happened in my life yeah. <laughs> it was but like the, the alien, alien from wish yeah. 
the thing is, all of all of these zines have those sort of uh, personal moments, and because of that, I know exactly where he's coming from. And it's usually, I'm like, yes, I completely agree, as well as just charming little moments. Like he, but he genuinely goes through the Halloween series. Like it's almost like a little bit of a critique as well, as a fan so, t- talking about how like season of the witch was the blackest of the black sheep. Um, it's weird, but you know, there's lots to like about it and things like that. But also the back of, back of the Halloween one, it's just a picture of uh, oh Donald Pleasance as Loomis going, I shot him six times, I shot him six times, I shot him six times, I shot him six times. And the last words are, ah, Loomis, you magnificent mad old bitch. <laughs> um, if you see Matt at a show, um, you know, definitely pick up things like these because... You know, as well as like we love Mukbang and Future Egg and all all his other works, but this is just a real, you know, it, it's tapped into his sort of comedic talents and and stuff like that, and a, and a real sort of um, speaking to the reader on their level rather than oh, when I watched Alien, it was more like oh, fucking hell, I've just shit my pants, that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, so I, I I love it. These these were a, a real joy. Uh, one of one of my favourite things from Thought Bubble that I picked up these little. That's why I love about shows like that. You know, you go thinking you get like these, you know, these, these glossy books and just some little little A6 zines. He's folded, he's printed and folded himself. And uh, one of my favourite purchases of the weekend. Love them. So yeah, MattSimmons.BigCartel.com. Um, get more of his work, and if you, you can follow him at Sheriff Freak on Twitter, etc. But definitely check out his work. That's my one. Cool. Who would like to go next? Tony. Should I go D? Oh. I've got Badgered, uh, Chris Oldhouse, and Oliver Harood. Uh, the boys are back in town, and essentially uh, it's got the tagline on the top: "Wind in the Willows meets the Long Good Friday." <laughs> what, and, a, what a fucking combo yeah and and once you start reading it it really makes sense like kind of what well those two have kind of been married up because essentially that is the story uh set it's kind of like very central london there's so many things i think oh god that's spot on like the way they've observed that and uh the story starts with toad coming out of uh prison for a crime which you get to find out of and he gets picked up by ratty and mole and taken back to sort of driven back around the manor and it's all kind of like cockney gangsters the way they think of kind of like wind in the willows meets uh like snatch or yeah. lockstock <laughs> and they toes sort of giving it the, the big in about like how he's back out the windows and the weasels uh who are now like a street gang see him and essentially like wheels start turning and in the end when they're getting like having this mass ruck outside the flat Badger turns up, who in this is a World War Two veteran, and he's a fucking right hard bastard. It might have me actually are you, Tony. I've got to say. Oh God. It's <laughs> <laughs> like he's got he's got his ways, and like you don't fuck about with him. Uh, he's oh. quite a dude. Yeah. Thank uh, you. Yeah. A badger is my favourite animal. It is my go-to. If anyone ever says, "Do you want to, what kind of furry would you be?" I would say I'd be a badger. Badger. Really? Mm, yeah. I'll, I'll be a hedgehog. So yeah, that's all not, these. Animals, that, I suppose it is technically furry, isn't it? It's furry underneath. You heard yeah. it. You heard it here first. <laughs> they're, they're all anthropomorphic. Essentially, they're like uh, humans, basically, with like the animal head plopped on top. Yeah, the art style is really nice. Like, uh, it's got so some manga stylings in here. I would say yeah. uh, some of the, the the locations are really well done. Like, you think, oh yeah, we're in a South London 
uh, block of flats and looking over the river and stuff. The art, the art skills, yeah, I, I really like it. There's some missteps with the art and design, the way that the book's put together. I've got to say, a little ill-considered or rushed, but mm. I'd like. Hopefully, I'd see that maybe ironed out as they move forward. But uh, the writer and the artist have both got a great voice, and uh, honestly, I want to see where this goes. I, I might be tapping them up to see if I can get another issue of it because mm. uh, I, I really enjoyed it. So cool, yeah. Nice, I can't man. tell you where to buy it from though, because there's no website or anything. There's only the emails and strangely. Where did you get it from? Phone, I got it from Thought Bubble. Oh right, okay. Quite bravely, the authors, the, the writer, and the artist to put their emails and mobile phone numbers inside the oh, cover. Which, God, madness. That's uh, <laughs> yeah, quite brave. Uh, <laughs> bring him up. You don't know me, but I really like your comic. Mm. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a I'm a badgie I'm a badger furry. Any chance we yeah. could uh, come and help promote your book? Yeah, yeah. anyone anyone to pose, you give me a shout. <laughs> <laughs> that's nothing to do with it. That, that's nothing yeah. to do with the comic. It's just something. Nothing to do with the comic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unrelated audio. Yeah. Uh, Inigo V, your turn. That's me. Inigo T, your turn. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so mine is uh, Rust Belt um, by Sean, best last name ever, Knickerbocker. Um, this is not Rust Belt review. That is a separate comic which is an anthology, which I'll probably be going to talk about in a couple of weeks. It's 1895, published by Secret Acres. Um, the pull quote is by Charles Forsman. Um, Rust Belt is a, is a recording of disappointment, failure and frustration, a depiction of life observed by way of characters that don't feel created, but rather feel as they are pal- they palpably breathe and cry. Rust Belt is a genuine article. And I kind of make him right on that. The, the cover is, I know this is totally overused, but is Lynchian. It's a sort of a silhouette, come dark and drawing of a, um, a sort of small house um, with a, a red sky above it. And it's a really gorgeously designed cover, actually. I think you both, I know you two guys would like it, sort of mm. from a graphic design point of view. Um, it's, he's going to hate me for saying this, but it's a Lake Wobegon style collection of stories of people that live in the same town, if you see what I'm saying. Um, but in with more of a sort of slacker, modern vibe to it. Um, the R.I.P. Kurt is about um, this sort of loner kid who's a couple. Of, he has a couple of girls who are his friends, and and he he sort of bothers one of them about asking the other one out, um, and it, it explores has he made the right choices, will he take control of his life, um, and it's got um, it quickly moves into quite a sensitive tone. You begin to um, relate to these characters almost straight away um, with their sort of angst and their worries and their lives and the realism of it all. Um, and I really, I really like that. And what he does, um, Knickerbocker, is he, he inserts the, some characters reappear elsewhere in each story, but perhaps not exactly as the primary character, which is um, a technique that I really like. I like that we are, he's growing this story, this community, and occasionally one character might be in it, but he won't be the, the, the main or that she might not be the main one. Bedlam is the second one, which is about the manager of a small town supermarket. And where he meets a girl from his past. I think it's a girl that he slept with on um, prom night. Um, and he's 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 stuck in this town. He's one of those guys you see, you know, who's, he probably could have developed and moved to a bigger city and got a job, but his father's died and his mother's got sick. And um, he's slowly going bald. And he works in a supermarket and he doesn't always get treated very well. And um, he smokes too much weed. And he still he has to live at home with his mum because she's not well. Um and it's dealt with really well. It's dealt with with some really nice 
sensitive pacing as well. You walk the street of these people at the same time, making them, like I said, making them both likable and unlikable at, at once almost, which makes them have, gives them this sort of realistic feel to them. Um, Keeper is a about a veteran who struck down with PT, in a sort of PTSD loop, um, and it's paralleled by his life as a kid. You get a little flashback to him as a kid, um, and nothing is like totally laid out. It's not nothing's laboured and nothing is like too on the nose. It's um it flows really well. The longest story in it is a story called Internet Personality, and it's about um one of those annoying people who puts rants on Facebook and films themselves talking about things. You know. We, we, uh, says the man on the podcast um, but, it's, but it, it's actually something bigger when you get into it it's about how well do we know each other and how well do we know ourselves and what we do in real life and online has consequences do you know what I mean it, I think coming out of lockdown we don't we don't appreciate that as much do we the, mm. the activity that's been online is sort of in all areas I'm not just saying in comics but in all sort of areas of politics and you know, you've, got, you've only got to look, look at the sort of dramas of anti-vaxxers going on at the moment. People don't relate what they do online now to what they actually have to face consequences for in real life. And it, it does play with that quite well. Um, the art is very, very competent. It's got a sort of simplistic but cartoony style. Um, um, somewhere between Peanuts and Alex Robinson, I'm going to put it there. Somewhere it's, it's, it's nicely drawn. Everyone is full of personality, not, even, not just how they're drawn, but how they speak how they act. Uh, he's got, he's got a real grip on it. Um, and yeah, it works. It works lovely. I, I really enjoy this sort of book for me. I really enjoy that. Um, I mean, I like people kicking each other in the face, you know, I like those comics a lot, yeah, but yeah, the, yeah. I also like occasionally where you just get people who seem real and, and you follow their lives and we, we, um, we invade their lives a bit, don't we? We, 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 we get past the curtain and we see what they're thinking about when they're on their own. And I think that's, if you can tell a story about, what someone is like when they're on their own. I think it's a really important way to develop character and he does it really good, really well. And I, I really like this. Um, if you go to Sean Knickerbocker on Instagram, you can find that his website is Sean Knickerbocker. It's K N Sean Knickerbocker.com. And you can buy the comics. I had to import mine from the States, sadly. Um, so I think strangers, strangers carry a lot of his stuff as well. He's often on the gutter boys podcast and he's on the, I think Sean is on the gutter boys um, um, discord so you can find him there but yeah i'll, I'll certainly be, be looking at other stuff rust belt the rust belt review there's three volumes of that and they are the same size pretty much as dui they're that sort of size so they look oh, really chunky. nice yeah. really lovely design to them uh, as well so I mean, that's maybe something i'll talk about next week but that's my first one guys there you go. nice okay nice one yeah next up for me um is confessions of a creature um, it's a bite-sized Plan B mini-comic. Uh, this is from Nick Holmes, uh, one of my favourite new creators from Plan B Comics. Uh, another creator I spoke to at Thought Bubble. Uh, this is uh, the creator of like, Final Girl um, and uh, Hardcore Bazooka All-Stars, um, which I've mentioned on the show before. But this is another one of his, his works. It's a mini-comic mini, mini that um, very much... It's about the classic sort of uh, universal monsters, in a way. Um, and it's very much the the creature of the Black Lagoon um, confessing, uh, t- telling his tale to uh, to someone. Um, and this is it's, it's a short little read, but a fun little read that went into from the cover. It's got that because Nick's got that sort of like animated, cartoony sort of style. Um, and certainly the story itself has 
a wonderful sort of biting humour to it. Um, but it sort of goes into sort of fairly dark sort of ter- territory. I mean, on, on the website, um, it sort of says it's a tale of monsters, accountability and past we would rather forget but shouldn't. Um, and certainly the 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 Gill Man, as, he, as he's called, someone called him Gill Man, and he hated that one being reduced to just a set of gills. Um, and um, he's um, he tells the tale of like you know when he was when he had that sort of interaction with the people from the film. You know, it's all it's what if you've ever seen the Creature of the Black Lagoon, you know you know what's what's happening and where this is going. But he's also sat around with a couple of uh, with like a werewolf of Frankenstein and a Dracula, and he's just chatting. And he has his version of the story. And then about halfway. Or towards the end, it twists a little bit, and you you see another side to the story, um, which I didn't expect because I thought, oh, you know, a jovial sort of humour comic, and it it is that, but there's a slightly there's a darker edge to it that I I really quite like, and um, you know, it, it certainly it plays on the unreliable narrator, um, in a way that's not like um, not super sinister in a way, um. It's it's another tale of like someone's story of bigging themselves up, when in reality maybe it wasn't like that at all. Um, it's only through other people's accounts of things that we get get the real truth. Um, but yeah, th- this is great fun. Uh, obviously, it's got some nice half tone patterns um, and one- wonderful art, short punchy, and sort of le- it, it leaves it on a poignant note as well. I don't want to spoil too much of the story because it's in the reading of it that you really get a sense of what it is. Um, you can okay. get at planbcomics.bigcartel.com um, and you can uh, find Plan B Comics on Twitter and stuff. But yeah, I'm looking forward to more of, of what Nick Nick creates. Um, I, I mean, I, I read Final Girl, the second issue of Final Girl as well and that was awesome. But I thought I wanted to talk about it because I'd already talked about Final Girl. I wanted to talk about something else. And th- this was great. So yeah, check that one out. Right, stuff. Who's next? Nurse one. See? Me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll pick this up at the show uh, for talk, Thought Bubble. Uh, Vicious Creatures by Sarah Gordon. Yes. Nine Tales of Woe and a Misadventure. I'd read some of these already uh, from Sarah, yeah. and she was an absolute pleasure to have on on the episode because. Do you remember? Do you remember her talking about the owl that she filled with? Yeah, yeah we love that but, conversation, didn't we? Yeah. yeah on, in the back of the book, it's got photos of that process happening. Uh, and she drew an uh, an owl on fire in the front of my book. That's a oh, nice. baby Ben. Mm. And this book, I think it might be one of my picks of the year because I absolutely love it. It's a beautiful book. I, I haven't read yeah. it. I've read, like you, Dan, I've got the other ones. Uh, and I'm looking forward to reading through because she recolored a lot of them, didn't she? Yes. Um, so, like, I read through something. I was like, I think I, I can't remember how this one ends. And when I got to it, I was like, oh, that was great. That was really good, mm. and then the later ones. This it's just an absolute joy to read through. Uh, I, such a fantastic book. And when we were talking about books, you could buy someone that who wasn't into comics. This is one of those titles, and I will totally agree with you there. Because um, Joe, obviously my better half, um, she's not into comics the way I'm into comics. But Vicious Creatures was the one that she was interested in looking through. Yeah, that, that was all she picked up. And, yeah, pick it up and read it, and you just like you're in it. Yeah. And it feels it's got such a voice and tone that feels like it's written about the people in this this country. Like it feels very kind of the United Kingdom. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it feels very regional and 
like they could always be like tr true tales uh, to an extent, you know, from our from our sort of collective past or collective mm. unconscious. It's it's very well done. There's genuine uh, folk horror. There's genuine ghost stories. There's genuine. It's just all haunting stuff, isn't it? Really, it's all in there, and they're some so poignant and punchy and so well crafted. And then like there's that one where he. he as a chap goes meets up for society and they go look at it uh, on a bat hunt to watch these bat bats and you know he's being led into something tragic and you you're almost like screaming at the pages of it don't don't go man like this is there's so many red flags here but <laughs> you, you can't help but read along as uh, he's drawn into his uh, dark fate uh, I, I i really enjoyed it. i loved it uh, I, I highly recommend you get it uh, from sarah uh, vicious creatures amazing oh, me, me yeah so um mine was a book that we got sent here on digital actually that um i decided i quite like the credit so i decided to buy a um, physical copy of it. it wasn't too expensive so it's black dragon by nick gonzo um it's got um a lovely cover actually i, I like the way he does this cover and then there's a, a sort of credits page as well um which look like um like an early 70s metal band almost you know like um deep six or um who else um you know the sort of trippy metal bands back in the yeah. day um that, that sort of thing it's got that sort of effect to it it's um led by rob jones and edits by chloe chloe green so oh, chloe um there's weirdly i don't know i don't know i know nick likes to play fast and loose with our preconceptions of stuff so mm. I, don't, I think a lot of this is him just playing with the reader which i kind of admire in a, in a creator but um you you open it and you get um you get a sort of very inside inside front cover is a sort of very official looking title page created by Nick Gonzo lettering by Robin Jones and you get you get I don't know it's it's just this weird sort of typography page and then you get an Ian Banks quote from Complicity which I'm like oh okay <laughs> don't know what this is. it seems to me when I, I read those two pages I thought this is a lot more sort of po faced than I'm used to from Nick, you know. And then you eventually fall into the story, which is not like that at all. You know, it's just, I don't, I think he's just fucking about with me. But the, um, it's, um, what happens is there's a mineral that's a, a super healer and it's, um, it's, it's hidden or it grows on the back of a planet-sized space dragon called the Black Dragon. Um, and it's a really hostile environment and there's a team of, I'm going to say weirdos, who work gathering it, uh, pilots and engineers who are often a little bit self-obsessed, uh, you know, and descends on them um, whilst they're in the middle of arguing and getting on with their work and disagreeing with each other is a group of number one and number three of the coolest people in the universe who are filming a reality TV show. Um, and they sort of turn up and it becomes this high concept sci-fi idea of mining a space dragon for a mineral that makes you live longer to being a satire on a lot of things actually um you then get another title page which i the art i absolutely loved and the design of it is it's one of those nick's, leveled up, nick's leveled up with this one he has massively. with this yeah, yeah i think he has yeah and it's one of those more um, intricately designed. You know, when sometimes you buy metal albums, you know, Vince, and you kind of have to sort of stare at them to work out what the letters yeah. are. Yeah, yeah, you know oh, yeah. Mean? Especially it's, that real dark black metal stuff. That's you know, it's all yeah, ang and it's, angles it's, and thorns and that's it. Yeah, yeah and it's it's amongst like armor or like yeah. you say thorny trees and all this sort of thing. But yeah. this is he does that with this double page spread. 
but then plonked right on the right hand corner is some really obtrusive credits and i'm like why have you stuck just lee i want that that if that was a poster it's sort of thing that a kid would have on his wall take yeah. take that lettering off that's just too intrusive um but yeah so it becomes this sort of satirical commentary on a, on a lot of things on the power of corporations is one of them um and also it highly exaggerated pop culture figures as touch points so there's there's a there is a fifth element um um uh, touch point on it but it also has that fifth, fifth element feel to it you know how in the fifth element you'd have this sort of lovely amazing science fiction vista and in the middle of you got that screaming bloke what's it called ruby rod you know just screaming yeah. weird stuff <laughs> and there is a ruby rod parallel character in this called um cleophis randolph and he's um he runs a program that's a, a cross between something like click on you know like the yeah, the, t- the technology kind of show. Yeah, with the bloke yeah. with the two well-coiffed hair and um, something that's on some fashion channel or something like that. It's a cross between those two sort of things. You get um, the you, the the news is read by Rod Mayle, you know, the keyboardist from Sparks. He clearly is the newsreader in it. And um, the Gary Cole character, is it Bill? Is it Lumberg, I'm thinking, from Office Space? He, you know oh, the one I mean with the braces? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's the HR. He gives the HR briefing. Um and it does spend this time um, lampooning the idiocy of modern internet culture in a way um, and modern people who invest so heavily in pop culture that they lose sight on what they're actually meant to be doing sometimes. Um, it's, it's, they're involving themselves like, I don't know, like almost like sort of trend-setting psychologists. It's, it's, it's also does it. There's a short um, satire on the hypocrisy of meat eaters, which is quite funny. Um and it, I'll be honest with you, though, it felt like... I don't know what he's doing with this. Do you know, guys? Is this the first issue in a series or something? Do you know? I don't know. No. no. Know, but... It feels like it is. Yeah. It feels like it's the set-up issue. Um, I'm going to say I found some structural issues with it, um, which I have some questions about. It may be that um, Nick is able to, to explain them. I think, on the, the for example, the, the second-to-last page there's a, a, a page that has all the characters in it with little name tags above their heads. And I'm thinking, I'm not sure why that's so far into the book. It perhaps would have been better spaced up the front. Um, there's, Does it not indicate there's going to be more to it? Or Well, that's what I'm wondering. Yeah. But there's what you get in, in the last four pages is you get these, all the characters, they're sitting in like the HR briefing. Um, and it's got um, Kathleen, Kathy Bill Vale, Dress heavy industries. It's got their sort of their name, like name tags with little arrows pointing down to them, which I kind of like as a as a style. You know, there's a lot of characters in this. They're all very different, but it allows you to identify them in a single go. And then there's a this really funny bit actually, which I really liked, um, where the um, this woman puts her hand up and she says, "Can I ask why we're always getting these health and safety issues, you know talks? Why is this?" And he says, "I don't know. Maybe it's because so the Bill Lumbo character says maybe it's because some if if someone hadn't crashed an eighteen billion credit high pressure submersible last season, we wouldn't need it, would we?" And she says, "No need to get personal. You know, it's like immediately it's just typical internet personality, isn't it? Yeah. Once, when it's pointed out to you why you're getting this HR, they they just swerve left to make it personal about themselves <laughs> rather than actually saying, "Oh yeah, good point." You know, it's a bit like that, isn't it? You know." Um, and then there's a panel at the bottom, which begins with the do's and don'ts of lymphocytes. And I think, oh, and I turn the page and that's the end of the issue. And I'm like, oh, this has got to be leading somewhere. It's almost, it feels a little bit like it could be a zero issue, maybe. Yeah, like gotcha, that. gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then there's in the, in the back, there's um, an interview with um, Hero Fontaine, who is the coolest person in the universe. And there's this sort of um, little text piece in the back about her 
Um, in in general, I think it's good. I like. I really like what Nick is doing with the um, the themes he's introducing to it, and a lot of the dialogue. I think gets really good. Um, I think he needs to consider the structure. Uh, it, the format is great. I love the fact it's color. Um, I love the um, the size of it and everything. I think that works. Although it does, there is a touch of the zine about it. it's like a, a very well made zine to me. I put it that way. Mm. I suppose um, but he could he needs to con- concentrate a little bit on the physicality of some of the characters. They're a little bit too face on a lot of the time, but it, it works completely for me. And everyone is identifiable immediately. He, he's designed some nice characters there. Um, yeah, it's, it, like I say, it looks like a. It looks like a. That was a band I was trying to think of. It looks like a Hawkwind cover when you look at it on the shelf, and it is, has got a cover that is immediately noticeable. I think uh, from an iconic sort of point of view, yeah. something you're going to see as a digital thumbprint, some, uh, uh, somewhere you're going to you're going to pick it up. Um, um, yeah, go to uh, the Nick Gonzo on. I think that's him on Twitter. Uh, he's got a Patreon, Patreon.com, the Nick Gonzo, and on Etsy. I love these dudes who are all on Etsy. It always makes me laugh. We've got all these like outrageous sci-fi epics, you know, and, like Patrick Sparrow's book about ripping heads off people and they're all on Etsy. And the next recommended <laughs> thing, would, do you want to buy a tea towel with a picture of your dog on? You know, it's like that. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but on Etsy, he's Gonzo Industrial. So have a look for that as well. There you go. Nice, nice. work, Nick. Nice one. Right. Uh, one more uh, quick one from me. Um this is uh, not from Thought Bubble. This is Comicology, and I caught up on the last two issues of Frank Cho's Fight Girls. Have you finished this yet, Tony? Hey. No, I haven't read it. I haven't finished it yet. No, I, to be honest, I think I might buy the trade of it, actually, because I was I, reading it digitally. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm totally going to trade on this yeah. one. Yeah, mm. it's, it's definitely um, yeah, it's worth it. Um, Ten hard-as-nails women face off in an ancient contest of champions where the winner truly takes all, the title of Queen of the Galaxy. To win the challenge, each contestant must survive the hazards of the planet's harsh landscape, the ferocious predators on and below its surface, and their fellow contestants. Um, Now, I I caught up on uh, issues four and five. Uh, Don't look at the covers if you don't want any spoilers. Oh, is it? Okay. Especially for the last, last issue. Oh, okay. uh, although looking back at the covers, I did notice something, um, which I, I'll talk talk to you chaps yeah. right, off offline. Um, yeah, this is just a, a great series. Uh, Frank Cho is obviously a master. He's an absolute legend in my eyes. Has been has been for years. Yeah, knows how yeah. to draw. He's a baller. Yeah, knows yeah. how to knows how to draw. Um, obviously, beautiful people across the board also draws great characters as well because this is a futuristic world so you get some strange cyberpunky type people um there, there's a lot more to it than just that that synopsis i i, I gave um because there's um there's a, a bit of a spy story going on there as well um but there's also giant monsters um it's got the classic you know running man hunger games kind of like I, you know those sort of tales as old as time sort of things isn't it really you know the contest of champions where people get picked off one by one people love that stuff yeah and 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 this is just great and it ends up um to face off in a proper slobber sort of fight where they're kicking the crap out of each other i was reading it guided view and that that really with with the yeah. fights it, it really added to it you could because frank's got a mastery of the human form and like and the you know the, these these aren't stick figures these are athletes the you know when you when you say 10 hard as nails women you know the these aren't almost like paper thin figures these are 
women that look like they could break you in half. Yeah, they they can snap um, walnuts with their thighs, can't they? These ladies, <laughs> yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and certainly when they're punching each other, you can feel it. And plus, just a genuine sort of like the fight that they have. There's no over the top like somersaults and stuff. There's like, you know, it's martial arts knees to the face and and punches and yeah, it's it's great stuff. Plus, he did, plus he did a issue with a great white sharks in it. So that's always going to get a thumbs up from me. Um, but yeah, if if you're going to get the trade, um, I'll be with you. Um, I just I saw this the last two issues and I thought right, I just. I felt like I just wanted to know what the end of the story was. Do you know what I mean? Because, the, and I think that that speaks for it itself that it left enough mysteries that, like, I want to see where this is going. I want to see who survives till the end. Um, Slipped under the radar a little bit, actually. I was used to think that people, you know, Frank Cho comics were like big fucking news because yeah. he yeah. did them so well. Yeah. But it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, and certainly, I think this is from AWA uh, Studios. Oh, uh, cool. Uh, I like the, thing is, the, the covers themselves, apart from like you know the, the wonderful art on the on the front, they're very understated as well. Even the way it just says, do they fit together as like a, a gallery of covers? Do they? Is there no, something? Oh, okay. No, no, they don't. They oh, don't. I thought they might. Yeah, okay. it, they all might, they would be like nice individual prints by themselves, and they're very um, there's slight sort of Dave Johnson kind of feel to the composition of them. You know, you have got a figure, and there's things in like boxes, you know, like cropped images behind right. in a very yeah, sort yeah. of design way. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, also, a coloured by Sabine Rich. Okay, yeah, because yeah. the colours are beautiful on this as well. Yeah, this is just a great sci-fi fun story. Um, it fe- when it ended, I felt like, yeah, I got a sense that there was a bigger world there, but also it's one and done. That's all you. That's all you need. It was just. It felt like a great, you know, action sci-fi VHS. I just watched. Do you know what I mean? It, it, it was good. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah fra- fra- Fight Girls by Frank Cho. Highly recommended. Loved it. Good work. Okay, uh, have we got one more? D. No, that's it. Only had oh, two. I've got one more. Should Go I do mine? Yeah. Okay, yeah. The Garden, written by Sean Michael Wilson, illustrated by Fumio Obata, published by Liminal, um, and with money from the Arts Council of the UK of Britain. Um, it was a very kind gift from Kama Daglia. Um, it's, I think I showed it to you on the last day, did I? It's yeah. sort of yeah, I think you did. Lovely yeah. little mini hardback, mm-hmm. um, full colour throughout. It's got that um, softer, muted, pastel tone to it in the colouring. Yeah. Um, Nice, gentle. It's a nice, gentle story. Um, it, Liminal, um, as a company, um, a lot of their work deals with mental well-being um, and it's sort of meditation, stuff like that. And I have to say, when I started reading this, I thought, uh, knowing um, Kay as I do and knowing the company as I do, I thought this is going to be lovely. It's going to be a nice one. I'm going to breathe. You know, it's going to be meditative for me. And, and it certainly starts out that way, definitely does. And it opens with a girl sitting in a Japanese Zen garden and she's sitting there meditating um, as the first leaves of autumn begin to fall off the trees. And um, she remembers back to a stressful day job she'd had where she worked in an office and everything got too much for her one day and she passed out and woke up in the hospital and she had a sort of a breakdown. And when she got home, um, her uh, Joanna, who's her name, she gets home, her sister turns up and reprimands her for... um, not doing anything she's saying you we've you've been home now and you're just not doing anything with your life why just sitting here moping about um so she channels her energy into creating a little oasis in in the back of her house and and makes it into a japanese garden and she got she gets rather caught up in this she gets very carried away with it and decides she she immediately impulsively buys a ticket to japan um and gets a train to kyoto where she's met by um almost like um 
it's like a well-being class but in how to do a garden it's a it's a weird weird to say but <laughs> japanese people are, are often much more learned yeah. than us yeah. and they have this they have this um they, they treat it it's, it's a bit like you know wax and wax off for gardens you know it's a bit yeah, like a kind of a, a zen the garden yeah channel your yeah. your energies into this will make you learn about this other thing over here it's almost like yeah. that you know um and she does it and she goes along with it and she throws herself into it and there's this um interesting bit where um she she's asked to um go and sit in a in a toilet in it he says this is a toilet in the supermarket this is the, the sort of a, the chap that i think he's a priest who is teaching her he says go and sit in there and see how long you last and just you know live with yourself and be alone with your thoughts and stuff and she lasts there quite a long time and um I thought, well, it's, it, it, it's it's interesting, and it is quite a restful book, and I was I was really enjoying it. And then in the second half of the book, Joanne returns home, and she begins to build her garden. Um, and I have to say, at this from this point, I felt my uh, my resting heartbeat lift a little. And um, <laughs> she's uh, this this old dude. I think he's called Old John. I think he's called, and he comes to help her. And 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 um, she says, "Would you like a drink?" And he says, "I'll just have a, you know, like a British tea." And she reprimands him about, well, actually, I think you'll find they're from India and China. And I'm like, where, where did that come from? Yeah. What was that all about? And um, that's things, and be- that ne- things that no one say ever. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. And it's like, this beca- almost becomes a bit of a theme. And I'm like, there's almost like the, the writer is trying to get his frustrations out. Um, yeah, his, his frustrations out about things that have happened to him in, in quite unrealistic dialogue. Yeah. And there's a bit where John is talking about, you know, the stress of people who are involved in the war and stuff like that. And he says, seems to be a lot of, um, a lot of people now are suffering from stress and I'm not sure why. And she's makes some comment back at him and he says, Oh, I see your point. That's true. And you're like, what? What? Yeah. It doesn't yeah. just totally unrealistic. And I mean, it's weird because if you wanted to explore that point, you'd bring it up in the comic and explore it. But if you're not going to explore it, why even bother bringing it up? Yeah, it's like... Seems very odd to sort of say, oh, yeah. It was. It went from being this book, this lovely book about, you know, building this garden, relaxation and stuff. And it was carrying me along and I was only enjoying it reading on a Sunday afternoon, you know. And um, becomes this one where this lady has to be right and tell off this nice old bloke who's helping her in a garden yeah. for free. And I'm yeah. like, what, what are we doing here? Why, what is this delusion? What, yeah. You know, this, everything you say is suddenly a revelation to this old bloke yeah. about, you know, where tea comes from. Like, okay. I so, know you've been at war, but you don't know anything about PTSD. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. So my review will be, you really had me in the first half and you lost me in the second half, but it is a beautifully drawn book. Um, oh, I have to say, yeah, design-wise, it is lovely, and um, I, I, I really liked what they went for. And the art by um, Fumio Bata is is lovely. It, it, it's done in that um, gentle way. Everyone is delineated well. You recognise everyone. Um, I'm not sure where it's meant to be. Maybe it's, maybe it's meant to be in the states. It looks like it's probably meant to be in the UK from the, just from the sort of shape of housing and stuff like that. Maybe okay. sort of you know, like we kind of have different fences in gardens don't we you can yes, kind of tell yeah. the backyards yeah. of houses sometimes can't you not always but yeah so it's a bit like that but yeah it's a gorgeous book it's gorgeously put together um Fiume Obata is an illustrator and animator whose style and work are influenced by both Japanese and European aesthetics um oh it's his his graphic novel Just So Happens was published at Jonathan Cape critically acclaimed and published in eight languages so yeah Fumio, great um John Michael Wilson is a graphic novel writer living in Scotland and Japan his work 
are often on themes of history, biography, and social issues. He has had more than 20 books published. So there you go. So, Bloody hell, nice. And um, nice see Liminal doing so well. They really are becoming quite a force of um, indie publishing in the UK. Um, their other big thing being um, tarot cards. So there you go. That's weird. They're, they're big as well, aren't they? They were at Thought Bubble as well. Yeah, so yeah. Tarot, tarot cards, cards are definitely a big Huge. thing. No. Well, that was that was Kay who told me that there was more searches on TikTok for the word tarot than there are people in the world last year. Crazy. Uh, Absolutely yeah. crazy. Yeah. Um, there you and, go. And this episode has been craziness. Crazy good. <laughs> that, eh? ah. Crazy uh, good. Yeah, crazy good, baby. Um, and we hope you enjoyed it. All the rants, all the opinions, all the, all the thoughts, all those fantastic books and creators that you need to check out now. Um, we thoroughly, we always enjoy just the three of us sitting around with a cup of coffee oh, yeah, and just yeah. shooting the breeze. And we hope you enjoyed it. If there's anything um, upcoming or anything you want us to know about or talk about, there's several different ways you can get in touch with us. You can email us awesomecommentspod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at the awesome pod. Well, we'll probably um, we might be putting uh, some uh, questions out. We've got some uh, some fun ideas oh, yeah. Um, yeah. in the lead up to Christmas. So stay tuned to our socials and like uh, we're going to keep an eyes peeled for that money raising thing we're going to do for the charity as well. Yeah. That's going to be yeah. lifting off in next yeah. next week. I think we all got to get that fucking rolling. Yeah. Um, if you do uh, Facebook, go to facebook.com slash awesome comics podcast. Join the Facebook community group, Awesome Comics Talk, where we post this, the latest uh, episodes and uh, keep the conversation going there, as well as lots of other threads. We have a Slack uh, chat. You can uh, join that. It's just all about comics all the time. There's different rooms talking about different subjects and art threads and all kinds of good stuff. So get in touch with us if you want to join that. And thank you for uh, listening to us. Um, we really, really appreciate it taking time out to listen to to us for the past couple of hours and, and either swearing at your iPod or whatever or going mm, yeah, it's screen. Mm, mm, it's fine, interesting. Yeah. Um, but whatever you are doing, thank you for listening to us. Whether it was on the website awesomecomics.podbean.com, if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, subscribe and leave a review because um, it helps get the word out about the show, everything we're talking about. And who knows, maybe in the future, your comics yourselves. You never know. That's a reason to to feed our fragile, fragile egos. Um, we're also on other networks like Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher, Podnose, Podknife. What are the networks are we on, Tony? It's the podcast for the classic album, classic of our times, Gotta Tell You from 2000. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, for anyone... You know it's by, it's by a favourite of ours. I posted up a picture of uh, Informer, you know, Snow. What was that? Oh, that was it, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 I remember being in a in a in a cafe in Italy, drunk off my mind, and with some friends, and there was some kid, and he kept putting Informer on the jukebox. That would, yeah. drive, that would drive you. Yeah. In, that would drive you insane. Informer, you know, so that is let me a I like your bum bum there. You know all the words you do, don't you? Uh, only the <laughs> licky bum bum. Um, yeah. Anyway, speaking of Licky Bum Bum, where can people find us online? <laughs> speaking, of sma- speaking of Smack the Bumper, the uh, patreon.com forward slash tribute press. Dan. You can find me. I've still got the Twitter one. I don't have to change that. You can find me on Twitter at Vanguard Comic. You can read Vanguard at VanguardComic.com. Okay. And you can find me on the socials at Jester Diablo. And thank you all once again for listening. Maybe you're a new listener. Welcome. Welcome. 
it's going to be interesting over the next couple of weeks. We've got some interesting and fun stuff. Got the mega like, powers coming what, back. Our, Total oh, defense. Yeah. Um, yes. I'll message them today. To and, those at the dates, end of the year, yeah. we have an end of year um, quiz, which is it's fun to play. We'll write the questions, home. yeah. Fun I'm sure. One of our, the, one of the potential people we're going to go up against will come up with their team name from yeah. the classic yes. WWE, WWF era. Yeah, totally. They're too old to remember that. Oh, no. Are you kidding no, me? No. One of the guests is all about that. Yeah. Oh, it's true. Yeah. 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 So Potentially. A, yeah, I'm too old for that. I don't they'll, remember it. They'll, they'll be like Demolition or um, Natural Disasters. Maybe the Legion of Doom. LOD. Come on. Legion of Doom. Oh, what a rush. What a rush. Anyway. Thank you for listening. Go forth. Enjoy your weeks. Wherever you are in the world, we hope you're doing okay and healthy. It's crazy times, up and down, wherever you are in the world at the moment. So we hope you're um, healthy and doing okay because we all love you. Dan does. Don't you, Dan? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Tony does as well. I don't let him answer because nah, you'll just... You, yeah, you'll, he, he just says that. <laughs> but actually, you know, when we're, off air, when we're off air, he's the nicest one of us. Imagine that. Imagine that. <laughs> so um, have a... I'm going to go and read, go away and read my presents tonight That's oh what I'm do. yes nice mm. nice let us know what, what they're like might hear and, about them. and, and i'm going to watch uh, cannibal ferox as well classic <laughs> lovely classic. bedtime film oh, yeah. with, <laughs> with a gets me right in the mood oh come here wife it's a cannibal rocks here's a couple of fish hooks um <laughs> right thank you for listening everyone <laughs> And from Dan, <laughs> Tony, and myself, have a brilliant week. Read loads of comics. Keep making those comics. And uh, from everyone here at ACP Towers, what should they do, guys? Stay awesome. Stay awesome. See ya. See ya. See ya.